Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show once again. My name is James Chan, and to the right of me is Ultra David, and to the left of me is Tubo. <laughs> I was trying to high five you, man. Yeah, like James high-five. said, we're here in person where we're definitely all high fiving. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're getting some sick high fives in there. You probably heard before we went live that there were big hand slaps. That was when we were getting our high fives in just before it started. It reminds me of when I used to do uh, finals in law school, and I always had a blast. I really enjoyed finals, and I would walk up and down the aisles giving high fives to everybody right before the final. You and, really enjoyed uh, finals. And some people didn't talk to me for a while after that. Yeah. yeah, yeah hey, I, I, there's no way you actually enjoyed finals. I, the feeling of a final to me is like the feeling of I'm going to be playing in like a really big tournament match, or like I'm going to be my like hockey team has like a big match up. Yeah, if you game. went to high school together, I would pick on you. So I always had a blast, dude. I would go in there, like, listening to music. I'd be like, what's up, everybody? Let's go. Let's get it. Ooh, let's do it, everybody. And other people would be like, oh, no, the guy is here who wants to high-five me again. It was- I, I would force me to bully you, like, Look, out of... Here, Brandon, let's just put this out. I got picked on in high school. Not, well, in, in early high school. I would definitely try to bully David, too. To my credit, though, I never left a final feeling like I did anything other than fantastically on it. Every single time I left an exam, I walked out of there like, guess what? I'm the biggest genius in the whole world. I didn't need to study for this. I passed it for sure. That's just how and, you live your life, dude. And then it's not a situation that you don't feel that way. That's almost true. And then that was true, even if... I did not at all do well in that final. <laughs> that, that happened. Well, I killed so wait, I mean, did you did you tell yourself you felt like you did well just to boost your no, confidence, I, or did you genuinely no, think you did well? Genuinely there, thought I nailed it every single time. There even was a if final. The came back later, and I did not at all. Because I remember there was a final I walked into. It was a math class, and there was five questions on the final. I looked at them. I was like, I don't know how to do this. Turn to the next page. I don't know how to do this. Turn to the next page. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Turn to the next page. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> like, Dang, that's a tough one. Yeah. Make sure you passed. Uh, anyway, I, did. I didn't do great on all my finals, but uh, I always thought I did. Just like I think we're going to do great on this show today as we talk about Soul Calibur 6, which has a patch, and Huang is coming into there as well. We're going to be talking about oh, uh, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia getting involved in fighting games, it turns out. That's a sentence I never thought I would say. We're going to have Markman on to talk about the Intercontinental Fight Club, which is the thing that Tenno's doing. It's a weekly Tekken event. We'll get on into that with him. Uh, there's a little bit more to talk about when it comes to Nintendo kind of being a jerk face in their communities of various games. We have five, five matchup topics that we will get to as well. Uh, some of those are things I'm looking forward to. There's a few other topics. It's not a super heavy news week, but let's begin by talking about Soul Calibur Six. That's right. Um, it was interesting. They started teasing stuff. So, you know, we've been doing all these online events and at the end of every online event, everyone's like, where's the trailer? Is there going to be a trailer? Like all the NA West stuff. Everyone's like, where's the Dan trailer and everything. Interestingly enough, before this EU West event for Soul Calibur, um, they started posting teases out there. They're like, make sure you tune in, make sure you check out this. Something's happening. And sure enough, a new character was announced. And it is Huang, uh, who I guess hasn't been in since Soul Calibur 3. So um, a lot of people are like 
Hayate uh, in France, not not the Mar obviously not the NRS Hayate. There's a Hayate in in, in France um, who plays Soul Calibur. Um, so much that like he was kind of in tears about like you know Ooh, about I heard about this yeah, yeah coming back to the game and everything he was like super emotional about it I didn't see the clip but I think even Okubo like retweeted it or something mm -hmm. like that you know and and so a lot of Huang fans are super happy he's back his character design is pretty sick actually and looks like there's a lot of like story involvement because I don't think he wore like all this like evil dark dragoon armor before and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, I don't know anything about the story, but I do agree that he does look sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He looks really cool. And so, you know, even the trailer wasn't even like, it was, everyone was like, knew it was him, but, you know, he was like, helmeted, like, who is this warrior? And then all of a sudden at the end of the trailer, it's like, it's Huang, you know, kind of thing. And so, uh, yeah, he's uh, apparently dropping tomorrow, I think. They said it's December yeah. 2nd that he's coming out. Yeah. You know me, I usually think that sword characters are bogus looking, but I actually think that this character looks sick. I, I like it. Yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. Trailer was cool. Really well put together. Definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice hype trailer. And uh, along with that actually was patches. Again, adjustments to Soul Calibur 6. And, you know, it's interesting because you like, you know, you get these adjustments in Soul Calibur 6 and you're like, oh, okay, you know what? Let's get a few of these little adjustments in here. But I swear, like, sometimes you see these adjustments and you're like... They're doing crazy things. <laughs> like Yeah, I saw people talking about the patch and it sounds like there are actually a lot of changes in there. Yeah. I mean characters are getting new moves. Uh yeah, I saw a few moves for sure on Twitter. Yeah, and, and they're they I mean this is not this is not a modest patch here. So there's a mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it feels like a lot of people, from what I gathered from the community yesterday, is that most people seem pretty optimistic about it. But the weird parts are like characters who are considered strong, like Cassandra and Zaslamel, got buffed. And then mm -hmm. a character like Setska, who was perceived as strong when she came out, but people are figuring her out, she got nerfed. And so she might be like the one character that kind of got a little bit of the short end of the stick. But okay. I know for like Killick, like Killick's been doing really well in tournaments recently. Like the best player in Korea is a Killick player and all this stuff like that. He got buffs too. <laughs> so, Dang, interesting. I mean, he got, he got a minor nerf uh, and one that a lot of people, uh, Killick players who don't understand Killick well enough, I think are really mad about, but like... Mm. Otherwise, I feel like he got a lot of good nerve, uh, a lot of good buffs and stuff like that. But, um, Talon, did you? Oh, go yeah, ahead. and like who stands out in your mind as far as who did well other than that? Uh, I probably am not in a position that I can really judge that right now. But, um, wow, someone even in the chat says that Talon got a whole new mechanic. Um, but I think it's just, since it just dropped yesterday, like not a lot of people have had a chance to lab it and everything. And I was trying to run my tournament yesterday, my, my, my SoCal distancing. And right when I was about to start, they're like patch dropped. And I'm like, Oh boy. And I had to update all my images like right there on the spot and everything. And that was, uh, that so was did fun. you guys play with the new patch? Yeah, we did play with the new patch, but we also played goofy slip out mode, which I don't know if you've seen before is absolutely hilarious and so we were just having a good time it wasn't a serious tournament it's basically what? frictionless uh soul caliber 
in which you slide along the floor and you can actually just walk yourself off of the ring and everything like that and things just like okay. slide everywhere <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious and okay. we were just having a good time with that. So can't really say it was an accurate test of the new patch or anything. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. <clears throat> one, one thing that, I mean, I haven't been keeping up with Caliber, mm -hmm. but one thing that I always appreciate and I was reading through the patches earlier is that they're just super detailed yeah. like it's exactly the kind of patch notes that like everybody wants yeah. in the fgc of like here's here's whether it's a buffer nerf in our minds like we'll tell you like right, right. Up, is this buffer mm -hmm. nerf and then here's the move that changed here's what we did to it here's in many cases why we did the stuff mm -hmm. that we did yeah. they are really super detailed and it's really great to read even as somebody again who hasn't really kept up with the game i just look at it because i'm like wow this is Really fun to read through. <laughs> yeah, no, you know? I've always said that Okubo seriously is the, the and, and the Soul Calibur staff is the paragon of patch notes. They do it every single time. Whoa, so. whoa, 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 whoa. Look, buddy, Iron Galaxy hasn't been. Killer Instinct started that, all right? Killer Instinct started the, here's what we patched, here's what we nerfed, here's, you know, what we buffed because we felt like we needed to, here's what we nerfed because we felt like we KI did it first, man. KI did the net code first. KI did KI did it all first. I'm out. Killer Instinct's the best. <laughs> all right, look, wow. KI boy. When's the last time there's been a KI patch note, huh? Yeah, Man, buddy. it's probably not been since 2016. <laughs> when was the last time there was a Marvel patch, huh, buddy? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> actually, zero times. Well, no, Infinite no, had one Infinite or two. Infinite had some, actually. Yeah, that's Infinite right. Infinite had one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a nerf Dante. He was still the best in the game after they right. heavily yeah. nerfed him. So, you know, whatever. Just like Marvel 3. How about that? <sighs> yeah, uh, but, anyway, yeah. No, but it's really surprising. Like, uh, I see Showbiz mentioning that, but that was one of the things that I saw as well. That now, like, during one of Talon's stances, she can actually gain health back and if she charges up then some of her normals have more range than before until she gets knocked down again this is a mechanic that never existed for this character before you know like these are not these are and kill it got a new move which apparently was an old move that just never made it back into soul caliber six and then they finally just gave it to him uh in six so i mean that is a, a little sneaky way to put in new moves i guess is just taking some of the stuff from the from the old ones but you know um yeah, and again, Showbiz asks the questions. This is the last character. Huang is the last character of this season, mm -hmm. right? He is the reported last character of this season. So now the question is, are we actually going to get a season three now, or is this going to be it for Soul Calibur? It's hard to say. And honestly, it's, it's always interesting to me because obviously I've been getting into Soul Calibur a lot recently. I've been playing it a lot and watching it a lot and everything like that. And one of the funniest things that I noticed is that this is actually like the first fighting game for so many people. So really? many people that I know are always like, hey, did you know Soul Calibur was my first fighting game? Blah, blah, blah. I've had like, like because Soul Calibur... Not, not, not this one, but Calibur yeah. generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calibur generally. You know, because Soul Calibur 1 was so popular on the Dreamcast. Yeah. And, you know, and <clears throat> it's interesting. I'm surprised that the scene isn't bigger than it is right now, you know, and... I mean, there's no logic behind which scenes necessarily are the biggest ones in the fighting game community. It's, so. it's always a crapshoot, it feels. But yeah, Caliber, I mean, in the US was never a major scene, which is funny because it was maybe the biggest fighting game for a while, even right. though competitively speaking, it wasn't. Right. Like certainly in the early 2000s, like mm -hmm. right? Late 90s, whenever yeah. 2 and yeah. 3 came out. 
It was yeah, huge. Dude. Every single person I knew who played video games was playing Soul Calibur. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but hey, yeah, that know, hasn't really transferred to like the size of the competitive scene for whatever reason. I, I was going to say, like, if you if you look at it that way, like it was a really popular game, right? But so is Smash. And Smash's competitive scene is like 0.01% of the overall <laughs> sales. So it just gives you mash buttons in Soul Calibur, which in Soul Calibur 2 was super fun to do with your friends. Yeah, that's what doesn't I mean yeah. you want to go to the arcade and get your shit dumped in. No, I guess that that's true. And I'm thinking about Mortal Kombat as well, which always sells super well and yet has like a comparatively small... Casual appeal, man. Casual yeah, appeal. no, that, that's, that's true. Uh, I was just reading through some of the patch notes. I looked up Astroth, and like they, they're very explicit about why they're doing some of this stuff. In version 2.3, Astroth's lesser-used moves have been improved, and some behavior adjustments have been made. In the new version, we've changed the situation following a, success, a successful grapple break against a command throw and adjusted the behavior. Because of these changes, Astroth has a harder time maintaining the offensive power. With this in mind, we've strengthened yada yada yada. <laughs> like they're yeah. they're very precise about these things. I think that's so cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just enjoying yeah, reading. Every this. fighting game company should do that. Yeah. Um, but there's some out there that have maybe not explicitly said we don't believe in do that doing that, but their actions have shown over the years that they don't believe in telling the consumer why they made certain changes or yeah. what the frame data is. Yada yada yada. So yeah, that's true. Some companies just don't want to do it. It's gotten better. It's gotten better for almost every game. Almost every developer does more. I mean, they're not all like this, but right. they they are putting in, like, they do have the frame data in the game, or they make that available in whatever other way, uh, or they, you know, maybe not explicitly say why they're doing something, but they'll tell you if they think it's a nerf or a buff. Like, th that stuff is slowly changing. But Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's more pressure and expectation. A lot of the mindset of, I want people to discover this on their own so that they can, you know, enjoy the whatever. Like, that's just not realistic anymore in a competitive environment. If there was no esports and casual, like, if you're, a, like, if Nintendo doesn't put out patch notes, like, what are you going to do? Because they also don't run their own tournaments, right? So it's just like, you know, yeah. obviously. It, but if you're like, say, Bandai Namco, and you're not putting out patch notes for Tekken, but then you're also putting out a giant tournament that awards, you know, $100,000, that makes no sense. That's completely right. contradictory in what you're trying to do. If it's a competitive game, we need all the information as possible uh, to be able to compete because otherwise it's kind of not fair <laughs> in a way. <laughs> you, you know I'm with you. Yeah, I, I think that's changing slowly, but I'm definitely with you on that stuff. And, and as far as the possibility of a future season, you're definitely more plugged into the caliber scene than, than we are nowadays. Do you have any sense of what other people are saying about that? Uh, I mean, again, Soul Calibur 6 is the most successful Soul Calibur since 2 and 1, 1 and 2, and now this one I think is the third highest selling, so uh, I think it's doing well. I think, it, uh, and, you know, a bunch of people were watching the EU West event over the weekend and such, so I hope there's a Season 3, but look, we we all know this already, right? We all know the universal truth, right? You improve the netcode, people come and play. There it is, buddy. There it is. <laughs> so if they announced the season four where it was like we're putting in even whatever changes Tekken made. Like even Tekken may not right. be ideal still, but like just some improvement would be great. Yeah. Exactly. And even though the Tekken netcode isn't true rollback, I mean it's got like some aspects of rollback. But even if it even if we got that, 
that would be that much better, you know, and, and people would flock to Soul Calibur, I think, a lot more. So Look, I, I um, would I would pick it back up. Yeah, I mean, the reason that I stopped playing it was that we are stuck in an online-only world, and so I was <laughs> like, well, I can't play this game anymore. But it's great. It's super fun to watch for me. I always have a blast when I've played it. It's basically the anime of 3D games, right? Like, <laughs> a zany, it's a zany yeah. game where, like, so many weird things happen, and I love that about it. I think that's super fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it's just, it's, I would be playing ranked on Soul Calibur all the time to get myself better at the game if the netcode was better. But that's why I run the Parsec stuff that I do every week because it just gives me an opportunity to play and actually play. So, oh, dang, Alex Myers jumping in here. Thanks to Myers for the raid. Yeah, definitely. By the way, thanks as well to Herman for the sub who says that at this point he's provided us with the cost of a medium French fry, double cheeseburger, and value meal nuggets from Wendy's. Wow. What a humanitarian. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that actually reminds me. I need to pay out my winner of the Soul Calibur tournament yesterday and give him his... Wow, James, his, bad to you. I have, Dang. I have you waited 20, 20 hours? Yeah, I did. How dare you? I, I have to give him his uh, 20, $28 that I got on Matcherino, So 28 big ones? Wow. Yeah. That's like you can have an entire french fry and double cheeseburger and value meal nuggets and maybe a little bit left over for that oh, amount of yeah, money. yeah, for sure. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. I don't know how much anything costs. What could I, it cost? I would $10? hope so, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I hope he got <laughs> left over, man. Dude, in Santa Monica, <laughs> it's crazy now. Like, I'll go to McDonald's and, like, order a combo and it's like eleven bucks right now, dude. It's this is McDonald's. Yeah, that's, dude. that's that's universal, dude. Fast food ain't cheap no more. Yeah. Oh, is Most it? Of them have eliminated their like dollar menus, and they have value menus where everything is like three dollars. Right. So there ain't there ain't no such thing as eating out for cheap anymore on me. Maybe like Taco Bell. Try Taco <laughs> Bell. They might hook you up. Sometimes I slide through Del Taco because I kind of do like their bean burritos. Sometimes I'll just slide through and uh Chad Lee doesn't like how they slide through you oh, well that was exactly where i was heading thanks for getting there <laughs> yep how about we slide on to the next topic we're let's on, slide on to the next let's topic do this, let's it. do this <laughs> all right but yeah i can't wait to try out huang next uh starting tomorrow and see how he is but let's uh del taco has od cheeseburgers really they got all gaggle food out there. You can have whatever. Oh, yeah, I, I know they have they cheeseburgers, but I wouldn't have expected them to be good. <laughs> all gaggle burgers, guys. I've never had oh, cheeseburgers. We go to, we go to, I, I will admit that Olaf and I go to Taco Bell and Del Taco more often than we probably should. So anyways. Eating cheap. There you yeah. go. Mm -hmm. All right. Start the timer all over again here. <laughs> Let's do mm -hmm. this. New topic. SMK has been taken over. Well, maybe more accurately, the nonprofit, the Mohammed bin Salman Charity Foundation, has picked up 33.3% of the shares in SNK. And it will, in the future, pick up 17.7%, resulting in 51% of ownership of SNK. Uh, you may wonder, David, who's in charge of the Mohammed bin Salman Charity Foundation? And you may not be surprised to find out that it's Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, he <laughs> is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. He basically took control a few years ago. I'm no expert in this stuff, but 
Uh, my understanding is that he basically took control a few years ago. Uh, he's uh, done some gnarly stuff, humanitarian-wise and human rights-wise, not just in his own country, but also in, uh, or maybe to an American citizen, um, American resident, I think is maybe more accurate. Uh, and yeah, to, to Yemen, also on that peninsula. Like, it's, there's just a lot of pretty bad stuff happening. Uh, and so when it comes to him having control over SNK, uh, a lot of people are upset about that. What do you guys think about this? I mean, well, see, here's the thing. If they would have just added rollback netcode to Samurai Showdown, <laughs> they wouldn't have had to sell these shares to a scumbag overseas. Like, I, but no, no, all serious though, like, I'm actually kind of glad that I already was, like, not fucking with SNK. Because now I can just continue to not fuck with SNK when a war criminal owns their company. It's yeah. real easy for me. Not not just war criminal, but my understanding is that there have been big human rights violations in clearing out a population of people to create a city that they're working on. Uh, there's still all sorts of... I just read the other day that uh, a woman um, who drove is being punished in some way even though there were changes that were supposed to have taken place related to this um so you know there's just there's a obviously a real bad human rights situation in saudi arabia and also in things that they do internationally um i'm right. always like a little bit i am hesitant to be too i want to be critical i think i should be critical however my country is also really bad when it comes to these things yeah, uh, we, we historically speaking both domestically and inter internationally have had a really bad footprint in a ton of different ways. Um, so I don't want to be a hypocrite here. I also would call out my own government. But uh, I mean, just in the same way that, you know, I did that army commentary gig and then apologized for it later because I think that was the wrong thing to have done. And now I wish that like Navy wasn't on Twitch. I don't want these things, right? I don't, I don't want that to happen anywhere else either. So my, my view on it is that I think this is a huge bummer um, I don't want, you know, it's a video game and I want to enjoy it. And I don't know that in the moment when I'm playing KOF 15 or whatever it is that I'm going to be thinking about this, but it just feels really weird. It just feels really mm -hmm. weird. I mean, we did know that there was interest in fighting games when it comes to some of the Saudi Royals, like a few years ago at, um, Evo Japan, a Saudi prince went over there to meet with some of the people of Evo. For example, I don't know what they discussed. There was later events, fighting game events in Saudi Arabia or in partnership with Saudi Arabia. That's been going on for a little bit. Right. So this is not like out of the blue sort of news, I guess. But it still is is jarring, I guess. Maybe less of a like big surprise. Who knew they were into fighting games? But still like jarring, I feel. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, weren't they the ones that were involved with all the, the Tekken stuff? You know, that... That yeah, they were Tekken event. And then Mortal Kombat as well, right? Mortal Kombat had their the involvement from them recently as well. So obviously they're they're interested in fighting games, but you know, going as so far as just to basically plan to purchase fifty one percent of SNK is uh is an interesting I mean, just having any group with that much control over a company like that, I mean Technically, yeah. I forget. I thought SNK was owned by Tencent or something like that, but is that not the case? No, though? no. There's there's another Chinese, a big Chinese company uh, that yeah, owned yeah. a huge portion of shares. But okay, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it wasn't Tencent. It was it was another like withholding company or whatever you want to call it. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. I mean, I, actually, I think I think that's reasonable to say. I don't I don't know that they're equivalent, but nevertheless, like both are not mm, not great, not doing a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, look, there there are people online who are, in addition to just like the ownership being kind of gross, there are people who are worried that this is going to result in changes to the game itself. Yeah, yeah. You guys um... think that that's plausible i mean it, <laughs> remember when snk was purchased by playmore uh who was in korea and then the next kof came out and kim kapwan had like half the animation frames of the game right so <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> um potentially i don't know i mean i'm hoping that you know as they've done this that they would allow the company to just continue making the games as they were uh they obviously have the ability to affect a lot of things and look i would not be opposed to adding more middle eastern characters to uh, a fighting game right like if kof 15 came out and had a a middle eastern team like i think that would actually be super sick you know that kind of stuff so you know uh as long as they don't do a lot of that stuff and as long as i mean maybe look you know, to be the cynical silver lining kind of guy, you know, if they have more money, thanks to the Saudi Arabians, maybe they will fix Samurai Showdown's netcode. <laughs> maybe. Don't, I, hope they, I hope they don't, man. Then I'll be super torn. Yeah, you act, you I'll be super torn on what I, what I should right, do. Right, right. I really hope that they're just done with Sam Show and that's that. Yeah. I never played KOF. If I had to skip on KOF 15, it wouldn't like hurt my feelings very much. I'd be like, okay, it's a franchise I never invested in anyways. Yeah, no, Naj yeah was... exactly. Naj, Naj was a character that they put in the last game that was, I believe, fan-created, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. super sick. She's got really cool-looking animations, very cool-looking character. Yeah, really nice design, so that was really cool. But I don't think that sure. was any indication of, you know, yeah. this potential buyout or anything. That, that was literally fans created that. So unless, of course, yeah. little did we know that Saudi Arabia paid them to make that character win or something like that. But, you know, yeah, I don't want to, I don't, so. yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd need to go grab my tinfoil hat to actually <laughs> to, 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 to make that statement. So I don't expect any changes personally. I think, again, this is a secondary issue as to like, is it gross for them to own it? But, yeah, the people who are who are buying it here, my guess is they're just like SNK, like Mohammed bin Salman probably just like likes KOF or whatever. <laughs> and, and the other people who I know are into fighting games in the Saudi uh, royal family and just government generally, um, yeah, I mean, I think they're just fans of it. So I wouldn't expect for them to get this and then to change how the games are. I think they're probably just like people who enjoy it and you know, in addition to whatever else they're doing, um, like to play fighting games and like, like Mai's not going to change. Like that's just the character. Right. Right. That's not gonna, that's not going to be any different. Yeah. Right. I don't expect any gameplay changes either. I feel yeah. like they'll let SNK do what they've always done. I mean, didn't, isn't like Arslan Ash, like, didn't he start with KOF? Like the Pakistan scene apparently has a really strong KOF scene as well. So Oh, I, that wouldn't surprise me. I've heard things about their KOF scene. Yeah. I don't know how he started personally. Like, apparently their KOF scene is, you know, same thing as what they've claimed about the Tekken scene and turned out to be right. Yeah, <laughs> I would be surprised. Yeah, I mean, seriously, yeah. at this point, Pakistan could come out and be like, we're the best at 
Tetris and Puyo Puyo, I'd be like, yeah, you probably are. <laughs> it's a country that has, uh, what are they? I don't remember exactly how many people, but they're like fifth or sixth biggest in the world. Or I mean, it's somewhere around there in terms of population. So like, why not? Why, and they have some of the biggest cities in the, in the world while, yeah. as well. Why not? Like, the, for sure. Yeah. yeah. They could definitely do that. Makes sense. Yeah, but uh, I mean, obviously, right. obviously, look, if you're a fan of SNK and you don't support them anymore after this, totally makes sense, right? I mean, like, I don't think anybody can really critique you for that or, or say anything. In fact, I think people will probably be more likely to critique you if you stay supporting SNK uh, at this point. So it's it's a rough situation for SNK fans. Uh, and that's the biggest problem right now. That's the biggest concern is like, if you've been a KOF fan this whole entire time, if you are a Samurai Showdown fan, uh, like, like Tubo and I are, you know, like, how do we handle this kind of thing? Like, how do we, how do we react to this? If we still play the game because we like the game and it's just about the game, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Like, is that okay? Or is that not okay? Like, yeah, their whole their whole free Hong Kong thing. Like I, at first I was kind of just like whatever. Like companies are gonna do whatever they want, but then they uh, fired the commentators that yeah, said yeah, free yeah, Hong yeah. Kong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was like where the line was cut for me as a commentator. Well, if I was on commentary and I had a belief, and I was just like, hey, free Hong Kong, and then they fired me and didn't pay me. Like that's that's they, a problem. You remember, know, so, the commentators didn't even say it. They were true. interviewing yeah, yeah, true, somebody, true. and they were like. You had a message you wanted to say, right? And then they slid yep. under the desks like, we're not a part of this, you know? Like, yeah, we're yeah, trying yeah. to separate. But they got fired for letting the Hong Kong players yeah. say that stuff, which was... And, and with, that's even worse, right? Yeah. Like, they didn't... So... <laughs> they weren't even... Yeah, that, that's, that's where I cut the line for Blizzard. Like, I really want to play Overwatch too, But I'm not gonna, so... Yeah. Is what it is, man. I hear you, and this stuff has been happening a little bit more. That's an example, of course. Uh, the various uh, game companies that are owned by Tencent in whole or in part, there's a, a lot of them at this point. Uh, Tencent itself is not, to my knowledge, doing anything gnarly, but like they are, the relationship between major companies in China and the Chinese government is unusual compared to the rest of the world. There's a lot more government control. So you're kind of supporting the Chinese government, which is maybe doing a genocide right now. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. that's the way to deal with these things is not, it's not easy. You know, these are games that you really enjoy. And it's very easy, I think, to dissociate the two, the source and the game that ultimately comes out. And in between, there's any number of people who are just trying to do cool things, just trying to make a game that they like. They right. didn't want to be bought out by whatever company, you know? Uh, so I don't know. It's And, and I personally... I don't know that I would feel any one way or the other about anybody making their choice. Um, I feel like in this case, it's like lucky. I wasn't a KOF player particularly. I've only played those games a few times. I, Although Sam Show was my favorite game of 2019 or 2018, <laughs> uh, I didn't end up playing it all that much. Whenever it came out. Uh, and, and anyway, so... Uh, I'm just I'm just not in a position for this to like be a big impact personally on my future game choices. But it's a hard question to answer regardless. I mean, there's I I'm obviously a huge fan of many games. Mm -hmm. And if Capcom was bought out by some weirdos, if NRS was, like there's companies that really love their games and and yeah, it would be a hard decision and I feel like however you come out on that, I get it. It's just it's a hard one to make.
Yeah. Look, man, if the Crown Prince buys out Capcom and guarantees a MVC4 with rollback netcode, <laughs> I, I, I might just have to start supporting that company. <laughs> Yemen who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm just here for the games, all right? All right. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's rough, keep man. politics it's out of games. Keep them set all of a sudden, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I started <laughs> going on all right websites. And, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a bad, bad situation. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, well, the, the adage is, as Arctic Man says, is that there's no such thing as ethical consumption in capitalism. This has been a true. adage for many, many, many years. It's not a new idea. I mean, and look, whether you're somebody who's, I mean, regardless of like how you feel about is, would socialism be better or whatever? whatever your position is, it's still really hard to be ethical about doing things in, I feel like any system, and certainly mm -hmm. the one that we have right now is full of, of very unethical stuff. Right. So how do you I mean, navigate look, that? I mean, we, we're all living in the world. We all have to live in this world, and whether we play video games in it or do anything else, it's you have you face a very hard set of choices when it comes to trying to be ethical. Yeah, I can't look right. at my desk right now and can't imagine that maybe 80% of the stuff that is sitting on my desk right now was probably purchased through amazon.com, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. They're providing this super great service of things that come to you very quickly at super cheap prices. And then there's also a just bad underbelly of all sorts of bad things that are going on there. Right. And, and, and it's, it's, it's hard not to buy from there. I mean, I mean, honestly, I know you haven't seen it. I know you said Ketley's watch part of it, and I know Tubo's seen it, but... The Good Place actually has a really good scene about that as well. Yeah. Where, where yeah, they yeah. talk about that's, trying to do ethical true. things and someone's just like, I just want to eat a chicken sandwich, but if I do, then I hate gay people. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, it's hard to be ethical these days. Like, if you buy this, are you supporting the people who produce this stuff to do this and all this other stuff? And it's like, yeah. it is almost impossible to be ethical these days in consumerism just like Urkic Man says so look we are streaming on Twitch yep as mm -hmm. Urkic Man then points out in the chat but what are our alternatives our alternatives are to stream on Facebook Trovo not, not great <laughs> not great uh, are maybe on uh, YouTube owned by Google mm, not great a lot of stuff previously Mixer from Microsoft that's gone that's not even around anymore uh and then what was it, Azubu before that everybody was talking about as just being money laundering straight up? I mean, there's not a lot of great choices for us. Yeah. In, not just in this industry, but that's just a fact of life. I mean, not even modern life. This has just been, been a fact of life. Google is always the one that always makes me laugh because, you know, when Google was established, what was their like company motto creed was just do no evil. Do no evil. And yeah, they totally. Took that away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was like at the end of their mission statement. I think it was the last line was do yeah, no evil. Uh -huh. And they've eliminated that, yeah. I think. Yeah, they deleted it. Yeah, they deleted it now because it's just they can't do anything. <laughs> Dude, the whole the whole Google campus is, is evil. It's yeah. designed to make workers not want to leave. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, man. Dude, and I, I don't mean to say that uh, the difficulty of this means that you should check out and that you should just be a nihilist. Uh, that... <laughs> Do not take me to be meaning that. Uh, I just am simply trying to say that it's a difficult set of choices, and I hope the people are trying to navigate. I try to navigate it. It's hard. I'm streaming on Twitch, again, on Amazon. But it's... 
you are certainly constrained in your options. And within that set of options, just try to be as ethical as you personally feel Dude, that you can. David, do you yeah. remember the time we went to uh, the Yahoo campus to do the esports stuff and we went to their kitchen to eat lunch? Oh. Their food there was ridiculous. It was like Their super... cafeteria, so good. It was one of the best restaurants on the West Side. <laughs> you, had like one of the, you had like one of the best poke bowls of your life there, if I remember. Right. Oh, good. Like, oh, that poke bowl. That, those companies. And it's probably free. Yeah. It was free. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 100% free. And those companies all do that now. They try to keep you on the campus as they long as possible. They don't want you to leave. Yeah, yeah, they want you to work. Mm-hmm. They want you to stay there for 12 hours and go, well, if I'm here, I might as well work. Right. And what's ironic about that, too, is then they also switch the stupid open floor planning crap, which they say promotes that. And it's like the exact opposite. Anyways, that's a whole nother story. I'm, I am so yeah, anti, I'm so anti open floor planning. Like you can't even imagine, dude. Cause yeah, I hate it too, man. I'd rather be stuck in a cube. Yeah. No, dude. Well, honestly, or work remote. <laughs> stuck in a yeah, cube I'm is. Yeah, I'm personally in an open situation right now. Right. <laughs> I don't have a cubicle. Honestly, because same, I'm, yeah, that's where I work. Semantic, yeah. we used to have the high cubicle walls and everything like that, and it was great. You could turn on your speakers, listen to music, and you weren't as bothering other people. You would feel more comfortable in your cube, and you know, even though you were might be chatting with someone on ICQ or AIM back in those days, like you would stay longer because you felt comfortable and you would do your work. As soon as they changed to open floor planning, nobody stayed late at my company anymore. Like everybody left. Dude, like, nobody likes having their shoulder looked over. Like. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that feeling. Yeah. Awesome. But you know what I do like? Bringing on our guests. So should we go on a break? <laughs> That's a good point. It's a great point. Nothing else. We're just rambling about nothing now. I mean, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a big bummer of a little news story right here. That's maybe the best way I can encapsulate it. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Honestly, again, if you're a fan of SNK games, it's really up to you at this point how you're going to react to this and you know that's it's and it's easy to say stuff like that because all three of us are not hardcore SNK fans but you know you the sympathy is there and I understand how hard of a decision yeah. it is to make so all right i agree let's uh bring on markman and or take a break whatever you got to do let's take a break and then we will get markman on right afterwards yeah so. i got to plug in my camera anyways Okay. okay. It's right. gonna die. <laughs> Alright, guys. We will be right back and then we will be back with Markman! Markman! <laughs> okay. Alright, be right back, guys. It's really loud. This music is really loud. You guys probably can't hear the music, but I can hear the music. I cannot hear your music. Yeah, you guys can't hear the music, so just the way that I have my audio set up, I don't have the music pumped to Discord right now. It's just my I mean you shouldn't, right? Like why would we yeah. need to hear that? So that's probably true. I really should update these slides too, because now that I realized it, like half of these slides aren't even true anymore. Also, none of them have Tubbleware in there, who's been on this show for two months now. That's Ooh. true. Actually, do you two have something? Months. Actually, if you have, create me a slide to advertise your stream. I'll definitely put it on there. All right. Yeah, just give me I one. I will definitely do that. So because that makes sense. I, look, see, I have a, a slide for my own stream here, so we definitely need to get one for you as well. When, uh, when the Whoa. pandemic's over, I'm... <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> Thank you, King Wiley, for the subscription, but I think that was a David subscription uh, notification. Yeah, it's definitely a David noise. <laughs> 
Shoutouts to King Wiley. Thank you for the subscription, the continued subscription for over a year. I need to give us some better when, uh, badges too. When, we, when you, David, and I are all vaccinated, I'm gonna fly out there and we're gonna create a new intro video. Check this out! Because I want to be in the intro video. <laughs> What's that? What's that? David's audio for the subscription. I don't even know what it's saying. It's like, oh, I, I couldn't even hear it. It's like, no, we can't do that. I'll have to ask him when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. What's that? What is the audio that's playing on the subscription? It was like, this out. Oh, I probably still have it on the Mortal Kombat theme. Yeah. You do. Let me change that. Did <laughs> you change that, David? Jesus. Oh, man. What happened? No, I was just wondering we what the audio is even saying. I can't even understand it. Check this out. Oh, you know, it's just Mortal Kombat gibberish. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. How hard is it to change between sets of audio stuff? Mega easy, I'm about to do it. Really? Okay. I'm gonna have to do that. I, I, I never pay attention to all that stuff, so... I'm assuming you don't use Twitch alerts then? No, I, well I do, but I set it once on my stream and then I never set it again. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I created stuff that works and then that was the end of it, so. Well, no, I meant for Ultra Trend because Twitch alerts is not easy to switch out all your sounds. It's super easy, I'm doing it right now. Ooh. What? It's definitely not that easy. Mega easy. Uh, if you don't customize the length of each one, Sure, I guess you can just go on, you know, Twitch alerts and switch if out the you sound. you use Streamlabs, it's quite simple. Uh, I use Streamlabs OBS. Well, maybe I should show you what to do then. Maybe. I, I mean, just, I really don't need it. I just want to say, by the way, I know you guys, everybody in the chat was making fun of me for this, but it was true, in fact, that when Voice Meter Potato takes over my microphone, I cannot use that microphone in Discord. That was actually factually correct. I have it set up now, thanks to Nothing Excess, but I had to do a lot more finagling to make it work, so... Yeah, I remembered afterward that I had done some finagling to make that happen. I just didn't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, I hit, go to Discord and I talk. And then my stream and Discord can both hear me, so I, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, no, that's because you're using the default computer input in there. Voice meter Correct. potato is a particularly invasive-ish kind of audio thing that like really just. Are you kind of... to say banana? Or banana and potato. Potato's the bigger banana, so basically, and that's the one that I'm gonna have to donate for, so that we don't we're not. I I guess I just I, I'm confused as to why you need that at all, but. It's basically Whatever. the mixer, uh, replace, it replaced the hardware No, mixer. no, no, I understand that part. I just don't know why you need a mixer. Alright, got it. Thanks to Otinja for the sub, and also to King Wiley for the sub. That's right. Much obliged! Check this Check out! Check this out! Alright. There's some great Mortal Kombat gibberish out there. No, what was that? The, the, the Raiden? Have you oh, seen yeah, that? I got Bobble in there. Don't you, don't you worry, man. I got Bobble. Did you see the, uh, the, there was a tweet I saw that, like, someone found a Cheeto that looked like Raiden doing the, doing the Bobble and, like, they What? Raiden, Raiden has, uh, command grabs and he's got a turnaround punch except for it's a kick. Yeah, Raiden, Raiden however. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. My Raiden bad. does. Yeah. All right, My let's go back. My bad. All right.
All right. And I'm well, a big old block. What in the world happened to Tubo? Wow, That's it's like you've learned days. how to hide from the Shirai Ryu. Did you take lessons from the Shirai Ryu? Oh no, my my camera might have died. To learn this stuff? Did oh, your camera die goodness. instead? That's a bummer. I actually uh, did plug it in though. But it actually did ran out. I, I have to reset it up. Oh my god! Hold on, I got you, James. Look, I'm just glad that something's happened here and people can't blame me. That's mm -hmm. true. This is, this is my fault. <laughs> For once, people can't blame me. And the whole crazy there thing you is, go, like James. I said, you're gonna need that new link. Like I said, I was actually right too. So everybody was all yelling at me, and I was actually right. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. James has always said, "Potato is the bigger banana." Potato. Uh, sure. Is we have an interview if you want to change it over to the other one whilst you can. This interview will be with Markman, as the thing says on the side right here. Well, you are way oh, tall now. Yeah, you're tall now. I'm way tall now. Hold on. Whoa, how'd you do that? I'm looking at you right Come now. Man. What? How's happening over and you there? saw my ceiling fan. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> wow. All right, all right. Let's let's bring on the interview portion. Okay, uh, dude, I, I I just did the stupidest thing. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I know. I tried clicking on the interview on there. Oh, why is there a pause button on Mark Man's face? Let me. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ray Ray. And he's still Ray. Hey, Ray what's up, Ray Ray? <laughs> for hanging out. I really liked watching you get second place at the recent uh, Twitch Marvel event. That was rad, dude. Bro, it was, fun. It was definitely Hi, Ray, fun. Ray. Hope you guys like my Magneto. Been trying to improve it. Dude, when you I almost your got was sick, buddy. Dude, when you almost got God. that butter begun conversion. Oh my God, that was amazing, dude. Yeah, friend, it was it was sick, bro. Oh, so here's what we're doing. As James uh, figures out whatever's going on down there, we wanted to bring you on to talk about some stuff that Ten O is doing. And I guess I could do a whole intro to that. But do you want to just uh, tell us what's going on? Uh, sure. I mean, there's a lot of things I, I can talk about, but first off, I wish I could give you guys a high five in real life. It's been obviously ages since we've seen each other, but I know we interact with each other every now and then, so I hope you guys are all well. I hope everyone that's tuning in as well. I, I try to tune in as much as I can live, but I usually get to catch the archive, so it's always nice to oh, see wow. that you guys are keeping at it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. I guess I should also be up front and say that 10 is my legal client. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Got to have the full disclosure. Is that, is that something you have to announce all the time, David? Do you just have to like if if I mean, Markman or Seglio walks by you, you have to like announce to the room. By the way, this is my legal client. This guy. No, yeah, just want to be upfront. If I you guess put one or five, good, right? Yeah, disclosure is fine. So uh, I, I guess the topic we're going to talk about is the ICFC, the Intercontinental Fight Club. Uh, we announced it a few weeks ago, uh, it being uh, a weekly global celebration of mm -hmm. Tekken. And uh, with this iteration of ICFC, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a global online tournament, um, you know, with the recent update with Tekken 7 Season 4, obviously the improved netcode, uh, making it a lot easier to be able to play with people over greater distances for Tekken, making the online experience much more enjoyable. So that being said, you know, we're trying to do do more stuff for the community to really celebrate Tekken. And I think the, the way we're doing that is through the ICFC to really introduce uh, more of a, I guess, a widespread uh, level of tournaments where people can really enjoy playing with more people than, than they usually do with, with, with uh, I guess, what they're used to with these regional events that, you know, Bandai Namco has introduced with the Tekken online challenges and stuff like that. 
Cool, cool. Now, cool. Uh, now, look, I'm, I'm obviously, you have a lot of connections with Bandai Namco. I, I feel like the ICFC had to have been something that's been planned for quite some time now. Did you guys know about the updated netcode coming in ready for this so you could do this? Or, you know, or or is this something that you can't talk about here? Legal <laughs> client. I find out everything what everyone else does. I mean, that's what I always tell people. It may not be the truth, but that's what I always tell people. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's, again, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I'm a fan of the game, too. I want to be surprised mm -hmm. as well. And thankfully, I mean, uh, I, I think a lot of people probably heard that I got to preview and test the netcode prior to it coming out. And I guess there was... There was a lot of pressure there because I was like, hey, it felt like offline in that certain connection that I played in. So I was like, I was praying that it was going to be decent. <laughs> I was praying to be decent, otherwise sure, sure, my sure. head would have been gone. I would not be on the show right now. But hey, it worked out. You know, it is uh, an improvement for sure. And I think people are enjoying that. So uh, obviously I did have it in on, on knowing that the netcode would be improved. But uh, I, I think, uh, again, I think. The development team, uh, the Tekken project team, Bandai Namco Entertainment, they did a, a great job in really um, making Season 4 much uh, uh, something better to look forward to for the fans, or something yeah. more to look forward to for the fans. Nice. So, and, you know, Season 4 is not done yet. There's still a, another character, another stage, maybe more updates. Who knows? So, yeah. uh, obviously, this ICFC thing, you said you're starting with Tekken, and it's not, like, branded as a Tekken event. Does that mean there's potential to expand the ICFC into other genres and to other, not even just other fighting games, but other genres of games entirely? I think there's always that potential. I mean, obviously, we're going to be starting with Tekken. Actually, uh, this is in partnership with Bandai Namco Entertainment, so it's okay. it's not just us doing it on our own. We're doing it with their support. So uh, we, we have to, again... A big thanks to everyone uh, on the team over at Man and Amgo Entertainment, the esports team, and of course the dev side, just making this possible. So, uh, I mean, who would have thought that we'd be able to do this? And, you know, um, Tekken didn't always have the best online experience, especially, uh, I mean, the game's pretty old now, considering. And then, you know, it's still, in my opinion, one of the better games to watch. And I'm saying that without any bias. Everyone knows I'm a Tekken guy. So it's easy for me to say it, but... I've seen what other people have been saying, and people really enjoy this game. You know, there wouldn't be hundreds of thousands of people watching at some of our major events. There wouldn't be thousands of people entering the tournaments if they didn't like the game. So it's it's sure, a, it's, a testament yeah. to the game. Like I'm I'm somebody who's historically wasn't a big Tekken guy. I used to walk out when Tekken was on in the top eight. I'd go get lunch during that time. I'll I'll let you know that. But it's totally different now. It really is. I I have a blast watching Tekken. I'm still not super up on what all the things are, but I nevertheless have a really fun time watching and uh and enjoying the game what i know of it and on top of that i feel like tekken has developed one of the best sets of commentators for the game mm -hmm. so it's not just that it's really fun for me to watch in terms of uh the game itself but like the value that you and everybody else who does it adds i think is really really big yeah i mean honestly Thanks. you know I, I love the team i like the everything yeah. every aspect about it i've grown to love even more so i was always a big tekken fan before but mm -hmm. i really fell in love with yeah. the game more with Seven. I didn't think that would be possible. Yeah, honestly, Tekken as a series, from transitioning from around like Tekken 5 to Tekken 7, you know, throughout all those games, is probably, should be taught in a classroom of how to make your game that much more enjoyable for people to watch because the, the what they did with Tekken 7 I mean by the I mean it, they were getting there with Tekken Tag 2 already 
But Tekken 7, like like everyone's been saying, is just it is like unbiasedly one of the most enjoyable fighting games to watch right now on in the scene. It's 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 such a beautiful game and they hype there's so many great hype modes of slow motion everyone talks about and ugh, God, slow motion is so good. Yeah. So let's be more more explicit about what is happening with the ICFC. What what is going on exactly? So we're running this in three different regions. We're running it in Asia, Europe, and North America. Uh, they're going to be uh, open tournaments where uh, any amount of people can enter. There's not going to be any cap uh, on this. It's going to be a double elimination tournament series. Uh, we uh, under the Tenno Media account, uh, Twitch or Twitter.com/slash/TennoMedia. We tweeted a bunch of uh, of information just yesterday. Uh, about the events registration is now open for these events and uh the way we're going to do it is similar to what you guys may have been enjoying for other online tournaments which uh, tenno has also helped uh produce uh things like the tekken online challenge where we're going to have the opening levels of play uh depending on where you are in the world and then eventually to the top eight and so on and so forth uh but we're actually testing a lot of different formats in this preseason. so between now uh which is uh what is what is tomorrow december 2nd between December 2nd and uh, January 6th, we're actually going to be testing uh, different formats for um, the ICFC to see what is viable, especially because um, some of these regions, some of these uh, these that we're working with, whether it's Europe, uh, Asia, or North America, it, crosses, it, it spans uh, different time zones. So we want to make sure we hit the sweet spot to m really make it inclusive. And, you know, uh, we were not able to include, you know, every country that we wanted to, not able to really include every region and every community, but um, that's something that we want to work towards. And, and if we can get the right people in place and I guess the the right right amount of uh, staffing to just make it happen, I think it's something that could really expand uh, more so than the regions that we've already posted about. So um, I don't know if you guys have seen the tweets, but for Asia, we're, we're highlighting, you know, several countries at the outset. Yeah. We have uh, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Philippines, Singapore, Vietnam, and Thailand. Um, and then in Europe, it's it's a whole slew of countries. I'm not going to name all those countries. <laughs> it's a lot. Dude. But then for, for North America, it's United States, Canada, uh, Mexico, and the Dominican Republic. Oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, it's it's crazy. When when I saw that tweet about the countries that are included, I looked at the list. That is an extensive list that you guys have there. So it's actually super, super cool that you guys are including so many different regions. Yeah, and, and that's the goal is, again, to make it a celebration, make it inclusive, and really let all these communities be part of it. And, uh, you know, during this preseason phase that we're doing in December, we want to really test things out. And we've done, we've done our testing, you know, ever since Season 4 has come out, uh, really trying to find the limitations and what the best optimal gameplay is going to be based on distances. And, you know, I think we have a good grasp on it right now, but there's just some regions that are underrepresented in our testing. So we want to make sure that we uh, are able to kind of tick those boxes off and make sure that we can make that experience worthwhile for people. And that's why we're starting off, I mean, this week, we're doing a continental format, which is, uh, to make it simple, is we're allowing... Uh, it's going to be one giant pool of the entire region. So it'll be everyone uh, for the for North America. It'll be Canada, U.S., Mexico, Dominican Republic, all in one bracket. When we switch over uh, to next week, we're going to test out a regional format where we're going to be splitting things up by time zone. So we're going to try to figure out how what will work best for, for uh, these online communities to really find the sweet spot again to make it enjoyable and make sure that everyone will be able to enjoy, you know, the online net play portion of it. I was just reading through the list of countries for Europe slash the Middle East. It's a huge range. Yeah, you're going from Spain to Finland, <laughs> which is like Europe, basically. And then yep. all the way down to like Kuwait's there, uh, Saudi's there. I mean, you're that's a huge, huge range. Um, is that is it is the net code that good? The net code it 
you know, from our testing and, you know, from the testing from our different team members, they were able to test, you know, all the way from the UK uh, to, towards, you know, certain regions in the Middle East. And they were able to have, you know, four bar matches. So I think okay. I, I think the sweet spot is, you know, around 4,000 miles. You can still get uh, playable four bar matches. Nice. Wow. Depending on, you know, things like ISP and stuff like that. But of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And totally then, depending and on that. When it comes to online tournaments, it can be difficult to have prize pots legally. Is there anything on the line here? Uh, is there any prizes? Is what what are, what are players playing for? Yeah, a lot of a lot of it's going to be announced in the coming weeks. We do have a match, you know, that's going to be set up for oh, each re nice. region. So we will be full, fulfilling uh, crowdfunded prizes. However, we are working with different sponsors to see what we can do um, on a global level to really make this, you know, uh, again much more rewarding for a lot of these players that are getting into it. That's a good question in the chat. King Wiley asks, are there rules about Wi-Fi versus wired? Uh, Wi-Fi players, unfortunately, are not allowed to play in the tournament. <laughs> it is wired only. So we do have on the GG pages, because registration is open now, you can check out the, the rules. It is uh, is restricted only to wired connections. Bam! Okay. Get your we will be policing point. that. We will be policing that. Power sure. adapters, power adapters. <laughs> no, dude, but... I think it's it's such a funny idea to go through the whole expense and rigmarole and time of setting up things like uh, power adapters or uh, just having like a Wi-Fi thing that gets ported out into a physical spot that you can then plug in an oh, Ethernet yeah. cable mm -hmm. yep. go into the back. I actually did that in MK just to be a dick for a while because I thought it was <laughs> curious. <laughs> of it, course, it was. Of course, but it was just as much work as just like getting a Ethernet cable and stringing it along. Maybe, maybe yeah, more work, right? Maybe it was more work. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. It's definitely more expensive <laughs> than just buying a really long Ethernet cable. <laughs> yeah, just twenty bucks, man. Now, let me ask you another question. So, obviously, you're ta you've been talking about preseason, preseason, and what I've seen about the ICFC is that you know it's. It's listed as 2021. So this is going to be something that's going to be going on all year long. Is it going to culminate into like a, a championship? What's the schedule? Like you said, we're in a preseason right now. What's the schedule for this? What's the format? Or has this not been announced yet? Uh, we have announced some details for it. So we, we uh, you're right. So this is the preseason. So not starting until 2021. We're planning to do this year round. And we're, we're starting off with uh, uh, opening 10 week season. Or we're going to have 10 weeks. We're going to have points on the line, of course, where we total that up and we'll have a culmination towards the very end. So that is what we have planned for that so far. Okay. Okay. Um, and our, our, our goal to obviously have these this ICFC league is to just, you know, obviously we'll have competition, but we want to make it fun. So we're going to be doing fun stuff uh, in between seasons as well. And I think people should look forward to that. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. And uh, after a successful season one, is there any plans to bring this offline for when, you know, we're not dealing with a global pandemic. You know, you know, I, I hope we can. You know, I really hope we can. It's obviously too early to say, but whenever that comes into play, we'll obviously try to make a pivot okay. in, uh, towards that. But uh, yeah. at this time, there's just nothing we can we can promise, at least. Sure. Now, here's an interesting question. Obviously, the word intercontinental is one word, right? And so yep. you, you have decided to take two of the letters in there. Why have you not decided <laughs> to just call this IFC? I mean, is there any yeah. other IFCs in the fighting game community? Like, I don't know if there mm. is, right? IFC is sacred, James. You know this, James. <laughs> IFC is sacred. We have to pay respect. And, you know, speaking of which, we have to pay respect to, you know, 
the 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 Wednesday events that have come before us. There's so many with Big Two, Wednesday Night Fights, Next Level Battle Circuit. Wednesday has always been a hot day for fighting games, traditionally since the advent of streaming within fighting games. So I got to give a lot of love for, you know, really making Wednesday that day. And, you know, Tekken has never really been a huge part of that. But we're trying to do that with this event. So we're really trying to, you know, do something for the community. Well, I, I noticed that Rip basically is going to be streaming that on Wednesday when he was doing uh Wednesday night fights before is there any like was there any problems with you know the Tekken community or WNF guys being like dude you took our tournament away <laughs> or anything like that I mean, we're, we're not it's not really taking the tournament away it's it's <laughs> we're trying to again make it more inclusive trying to really uh broaden the scope of it and mm -hmm. you know again because it's open now to the entire U.S. it is really doing that we're really allowing more and more players to be part of it and that's the goal of what the ICFC is and that's what we're trying to do not just within North America but you know dang I give these really safe answers don't I I'm sorry you gotta do what you gotta do oh man you gotta do what you gotta do I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> uh, you'll be starting talking, and all of a sudden, halfway through, David be like, eh, up, eh, mm. pull it, pull the mic." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, I it's not IFC Yipes. It's if Sipes. That's right. I forgot. Oh, that's right. You forgot. You haven't seen the videos. Yeah. Marvel baby. <laughs> if Sipes, dude, that's so great. So, talk to me about what else is going on at Tenno these days. What are y'all doing? Oh man, I I can't talk about that. You know that, David. I can't talk about that. But you I mean, you guys are doing Friday stuff. This is, all I wanted you to do was talk about the Friday night thing. Oh, I mean, you, man, all right, I expect. Uh -huh. Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, no, Mark was talking about Mark. You can't do that. You can't come to the show and say I can't talk about that. Like, no, you have to talk about it now. No, I, I could definitely say that, Tubbo. I could definitely say that. I say that all the time. So yeah, sorry, <laughs> tease, tease. But um, aside from you know what we're doing on Wednesdays, we do have the Friday frenzy events. It doesn't happen every single Friday, but we try to make it as often as we can. Where we try to include, you know, people within our fighting game scene, uh, the personalities, commentators, fighting game players, and uh, do things outside of fighting. Play games like Among Us, Dead by Daylight. Uh, we did Fall Guys early on, and I thought that was really fun. Just, you know, something a little bit break of the norm. And Yeah, well, um, we won that event. You guys won by having the best name, for sure. Hands <laughs> down. Champions right here. We won. Yeah. The, we, uh, we definitely the, the, had the, the most fun. The popular vote, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I got I got the hat afterward. I like jumped up and I touched the hat to show that I won more times than everybody else. It was definitely really commendable. Definitely commendable. But aside from what we're doing on Fridays, you know, Tenno has actually been doing a lot um, outside of the fighting game stuff as well. We started doing our own podcast. We started uh, doing merchandise as well. Really trying to highlight more things, uh, more gaps in the space uh, that we didn't really touch before. You know, obviously everyone knows Tenno is more of a production arm, uh, guys behind the scenes kind of thing, right? So yeah. we are definitely trying to do more things. I urge everyone to check us out at uh, 10-o.gg for our podcasts, our, our merch, and any other updates regarding the company. So when cool, when, when is Tenno going to, you know, purchase the Tuesday show for like, you know, a few million dollars to incorporate dollars. that into their lineup here? Because obviously we're the longest yeah. running fighting game uh, right. stream of all Still right. unsponsored, by let, the way. Let me check with my legal counsel here. I, 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 oh, I don't think he would say it would be a good decision at this point. 
we might have to get rid of two of the three hosts, maybe. I don't know. We got to think about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The old guys can go. I think, I think we're talking about, about $33,000 per viewer. If it's going to be a million bucks. Uh, So (laughs) this might be a little bit expensive. Worth it. Oh man. Uh, no, hey, look, I look forward to finally getting an invite to play on the Among Us streams that you guys have had like a hundred times. Listen, now. listen, man, I've, I've taken second place. I've, I've taken second place twice in a row. I'm tired of getting screwed by garbage ass teammates like Tasty Steve, who somehow won last week. I sounds I'm like still mad about it. I'm still very mad about it. I'm still very mad about it. Quite honestly, I feel like that disqualifies you from getting invited anymore for getting second place to Tasty Steve. I think that yeah. uh, then everybody he, can don't invite Say Jam. Don't invite anyone. Yeah, that's what I'm no saying. One, no one else can come. That's Just have saying. Tasty Steve play the game by himself. It's me versus Tasty Steve. It's exactly what I'm pitching, Tobo. Thank you. <laughs> Exactly. You want to be among us? Wow. Is that what you were asking for? Me Ugh. versus Tasty Steve in Among Us. Yes. I don't know. We'll have to tag to see if we can make that happen. <laughs> can, you, can you do one on one? I don't know. I've only played this game one time and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. David okay, does I it. Think, I think the, the main thing I want to say, just to kind of go back to ICFC, is I really hope that this, uh, with season four, you know, with the improved net play, that people try to play the game. You know, we're obviously, hopefully everyone's staying home and being safe, but I hope it this gives people an opportunity to really try to learn the game. Uh, I know, James, you were trying to learn it again. You started again yeah. recently. Is, is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying up the yeah. netcode again and seeing how it was. The netcode was really good. I'll say that much. I mean, I played a match in against someone in San Diego, and then someone I played a match, I think it was in Michigan or Maine or, or something. It was New Jersey or somewhere like that, and they felt the same. Like, it felt what? the same between the two, so... Are you losing feeling in your bones or something? What's going on? Wait, what happened? It felt the same? It felt the same? San Diego and New Jersey? No, from I'm where so... you're at? That's, that sounds yeah, crazy. The, the, the net code was actually pretty good, so... Yeah, oh, you, you showed it better than I do. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just hope that it, it kind of uh, motivates and encourages people to start playing more. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of events uh, every Wednesday now because of ICFC, but uh, hopefully... You know, this enables and encourages people to enter things like, you know, the Tekken 7 online challenges if yeah, there are more in the future. Yeah. For sure. uh, in terms of your your stream schedule every Wednesday, where is everything going to be streamed at? Is it going to be on the Tenno Twitch channel or how are you guys going about that? Uh, thanks for asking that. So for the Asia region, we have it on three different channels. So for the Asia region, it'll be on twitch.tv slash Majin Obama, which is going to happen tonight. Or, well, not really tonight. At 4 a.m., so that's uh, primetime Japanese time. Right. So I'm going to be on the show. So if you guys want to look forward to that, I will be doing joining them for some commentary <laughs> later tonight if you don't sleep. Sorry, but, um, for, for Europe, it'll be on twitch.tv slash Media, And then for North America, it'll be on twitch.tv slash Level Up Your Game. So Woo! familiar spot for Wednesday nights. Now again, for, for the cool. for the <laughs> for the Tenno channel, uh, is it just T E N O M E D I A? No spaces, no dashes, like that, basically. Were you as Were you a spelling bee competitor, James? <laughs> I was. That's how I got my original Nintendo. Was by winning a spelling bee contest because my dad said. How's this? If you win the spelling bee, I will buy you a Nintendo, and I definitely won that. That changed bee. your life. You have. I have to. <laughs> that changed your life. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It's the channel for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna pitch an idea for the next Friday frenzy for you. What about a spelling bee? Ooh, that would be cool. That would actually FGC be interesting. Spelling bee. FGC spelling bee. You know how many people would? Fi- oh man, that'd be so good. Yeah. Do it. 
Dude, I'm in. I want to enter that. Can we do a spelling bee and then can we do a geography bee after that? No, everybody in America loses. Come on, man. Look, I most was, people in America couldn't I tell like you what state is to their east and their west. I like me. It's all I like me in either of those. I, I used like to me. be. I used to be an amazing speller. I am total garbage right now. I couldn't even know how to spell swath earlier. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, I'm I'm down with any type of uh, trivia or competition. That's like the thing I love the most. So trivia if you guys want to do that kind of stuff, we'll we'll we'll. How about this? We'll invite you guys. We won't invite Steve yet. Okay. But Steve will end up beating Tubbleware eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. Steve, Steve, look, uh, Steve might be okay in an Among Us versus me. He said that he would smoke me, and I would say that where there's smoke, there's fire. And Steve, you're getting fired! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> well, as Mark, I'm glad you came on. As We're going to end the street there. Look, as long that's as it's a good not spot a, to end. You got to do it like a Star yeah, Wars trivia. Like Sorry we over. played, we played a Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with one of my best friends, and uh, you know how you get into the middle and you have to answer one more question to win. We had yep, to put a, we had to put a rule in place that he had to answer five questions to win because I mean his Star Wars knowledge is. There was one question that was like, how many stormtroopers were standing behind Darth Vader in this scene, and he was like four, and it was right, and we were all so mad and like. So just you guys had a verifying check and everything. Like yeah, how did you do this pre-internet? How did you know? <laughs> the answers are on the cards. Years ago. The yeah, see, the answers are on the cards. You do. Oh, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that that Star Wars trivia, James, because uh, we do have a podcast uh, about you know just geeky trivia in general called Iron Nerd. Yeah. We had uh we had a show where Li Joe challenged one of our Iron Nerd champions. Uh, to Star Wars trivia, and you know he's a big Star Wars fan, right? Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. Joe got wrecked. It's the shortest yeah. show we ever had. Oh, Joe got wrecked. <laughs> so, James, yeah, if right. you're an expert at some well, type of uh, trivia, I would like to invite you to come on and get destroyed by one of the Iron Nerds. Dude, I would love to bring my best friend to go challenge the Iron Nerd on the on the Star Wars stuff. That would be that would actually be sick. That would be sick. I'd be James really, really cute. with his friend. We're talking about you, James. We're not I, talking about your best I friend. We want you in there. Friend's gonna come up and beat you. Oh, yeah, boy. I know, right? <laughs> I I have yeah, a friend. My brother. You I'm may have beat brother, me yeah. in Street Fighter, but I have a friend who would kill you for sure. <laughs> yep. Uh, Call I my mean, friend Daigo. Street Fighter trivia, right? I mean, that's like probably the best that I got at this <laughs> point in time. So you know. Hey, man, is there anything else that you want to plug or talk about? Well, I have one last question. I have one last question, and this is one that I know is going to be answered with, I cannot answer that question, but I'm just going to ask right now, are there any plans to port over the Tekken netcode and put it into Soul Calibur VI? Uh, the team, the team um, has already publicly stated that they're looking into what they can do for other games. Really? Okay, okay, that's okay. That's sick. That's cool. Yep. I hope that means Dragon Ball Fighters as well. Uh, Mark, personal question. What do you do with your hair, man? You grew it out, you shaved it off, you grew it out again. What's next? You know, th this, I mean, I could cut it and it'll grow back in like a month. So It grows crazy fast. I feel like yeah. every single time I've seen you, we see each other like once a month oh, usually, right? And must be nice. Must be every nice. single time I see you, your hair looks different. It's crazy. Dude. It, grow, it grows at an accelerated rate. I mean, James has, has been growing as well. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, see how long my hair is right now? This is like, I have not cut my hair since like March. 
and that this is not even that fast, right? Like for if you haven't cut your hair since March, you would you would be like already like <laughs> old, old school Tatsu levels of hair, right? So, like a Puma in Street Fighter Five. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, speaking. All right, so I saw this debate. This is my question to you guys. Then I saw this debate online. You know, Logan Samo was asking for violent Ken, right? It, you guys, I'm sure you saw that conversation, right, as a guest character. And I think the topic of guest characters came up. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. I was just wondering, you know, this is totally unrelated to guest characters, but would Violent Ken still have banana hair? Mm. I think he, I think he would have actual bananas for hair. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I, th I think the, I think this the plantains grew out. No, and... Look, yeah. look, guys, guys, remember, he would have potato hair. Potato is bigger than banana. Potato Remember, I talked banana, about this true. earlier. How you guys that's not true. realize this already? He would have potato hair. It would look like French. It would look like Alex's hair. It would be French fries now. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's just something that was bothering me since I saw that tweet. I, I just, I just hope Violent Ken never is in another game. He had his last call in uh, Ultra Street Fighter Two, and that was enough. Oh, yeah, that was, was so garbage. That was awful. That was awful. enough. We've had enough of that character. All right, that's it. Yeah, plug whatever you want, buddy. What else do you got? And then we're going to skedaddle. Just check out uh, all the stuff that we're doing, twitter.com slash Media, and also our Patreon, where you can have access to the podcast that I was talking about. It's patreon.com slash Media as well. Uh, that's really it. I mean, you, you guys can find me on Twitter at markman23. I tweet about all the Tenno stuff anyways, and a bunch of sneaker stuff and video game stuff and uh, all kinds of stuff that I like. Do, do you have I do have one more question before you get out of here. In that Twitter chain that you discussed earlier, the where the ICFC was discussed, all sorts of news in there, yeah. somebody botched it and said half of the tweets got deleted, dot, dot, dot. And I was wondering whether that was you or was that Chris? Who had the big Blame Hanzo. Was well, he, he just messaged. He just messaged me. It, it was definitely. It was definitely Chris. That's was, what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's media, I, thought. I come from a social media background. I would definitely not make that mistake. That's what, exactly what I <sighs> thought. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is Chris, one hundred percent." Dang, Damn. you're calling Chris out like that, dude. Absolutely. He is our legal representative. He knows. He knows these things. Got it. He's <laughs> <laughs> saying in the chat. He he's definitely. Sounding off there. Yeah, Chris said in the chat. Mark, Mark. Well, I, Chris, I have wait, wait, one last question Chris, for Mark. I just want to let oh, people cool. know what Chris said in the chat. He said, you are right, David. You are very observant. That's what he said in the right. chat. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh -huh. what he said. All right, Mark. What's you, come home. you come home. Your home is on fire. Do you save your arcade stick collection or your shoe collection? I saved my daughter. Are you crazy? <laughs> She's out for the night. We're assuming no one else is home, man. Yeah. We're assuming no one else is home. It's an empty okay. home. So, 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 okay. Let's go back to the options. Let's let's assume everyone's safe. What were the options again? I didn't even hear your, your, your arcade your arcade stick collection or your shoe collection. Which one are you saving? My shoe collection because they're a lot harder to acquire than the arcade sticks. The arcade sticks I can find anywhere. Okay, okay. that's fair. Which one of those would take more work to get out of your house? They're both at over 300 now, so uh, <laughs> equally it's difficult. I mean, the shoes are uh, going to be way lighter at that point. <laughs> yeah, they're both difficult, but I probably the arcade sticks just because of how they're spread out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming on. We hit the really important big subjects like would you save your daughter or your video games or your shoes? <laughs> uh, it's really, it's really a trick question. She's, she's actually the room next to me. She can rest uh, well tonight knowing that I would save her, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure she, she would. And she's, she's in college now, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the reminder of how old I am. You and James both are old as hell. Feeling good. I was like, you know what? I am not the oldest one on this show. Damn it! <laughs> Look, Damn I mean, the you thing is, the knife. I still remember at West Coast War Zone that she was cooking me spaghetti. You know, in her kitchen there, she was like, "What do you want to order?" And I was like, "Spaghetti." And she's like, "Okay." And like, I still remember all that at West Coast War Zone. So it's crazy to me that <laughs> yeah, she was like, like nine or and now she's in yeah. and now she's in college now. Man, time goes by fast, man. Time, time goes flies. By fast. But okay. hey, guys, thank you for having me, and thanks for letting me talk about the ICFC. I hope you guys all look forward to it starting tonight at four in the morning if you're awake. Pacific time totally. and uh, all throughout Wednesday. So I, I, I appreciate it. And you guys keep doing what you guys do on Tuesday. I love, I love watching the show. Thank you. It's Thank awesome, you. dude. It's going to cool. be a really cool Thanks, block. Mark. Like I, I, the different phases all across the world, it's going to be a cool Wednesday each day, each week. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. later. Take care. Peace. Bye. Stay up on me. Yeah. Yep. And Thank you. Course, uh, Mark, Woo, you 4am, huh? You can jump out of the call now anytime you want. Don't have to chill there. So. Get out of the call, Mark. We've yeah, had, yeah, we've had guests, like, I think, what, which guest did we have on that was just, like, sitting there the whole time in the call, wasn't sure. That was Rip. That was Rip. That was Rip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Rip did not want to leave. Yeah. Anyway, that was great. Always cool to hear from Mark. It would be yeah. great to see him in person. That's going to be a ways off. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, happy yeah. to hear that things are going well for him and for Tenno in general. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's jump to the next topic here. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more on the Nintendo front here. Uh, last week when we were talking about the cease and desist to the big house and how Nintendo doesn't support them, we also kind of, you know, casually mentioned like, oh yeah, but you know, you've seen that they support their other scenes like ARMS and Splatoon and they try to do things. Well, actually, I guess it turns out that's not the case. So... Yeah, it's been very interesting to hear from community members of both of those games arms mm -hmm. and splatoon over the last week because they have been out there saying that actually they themselves they have not enjoyed the nintendo partnership it hasn't been entirely helpful or even has been negative for them so an example is that uh, a guy who goes by the handle of hanukkah jamboree which i love <laughs> is fantastic uh, had a twit longer that was called in solidarity with melee and project melee how nintendo has hurt the competitive arms scene yes. And yeah, I just hadn't heard about this this stuff. I mean, it's not a scene that I'm well plugged into, so it was really cool. It was it was quite a read, like the previous twit longer from the anonymous person was when it came to the Smash info. But I felt it was a it was a good one. I'll put it in the YouTube for if anybody you know wants to read it. Right. Um, just essentially, just to, to boil it down, uh, talked about how early on there were things that Nintendo did to support Arms. But that at the same time, they never really seemed to get their game together. They had different rules that they always wanted to use as opposed to the community having their own thing. They didn't want to uh, put in prize pots in the same way that other games got. An example is at Evo Japan, where ARMS was one of the games that was at Evo Japan the first time. Uh, but the winner got like a stick or something, or a gamepad, whatever. And whereas the other ones got more because the other game devs, publishers, had opted into the Jesu, the Japanese oh, esports right. union, yeah, yeah. Okay. and their players could get this stuff under Japanese law. Nintendo did not want to do that, and so did not have this kind of uh, thing. And throughout that tournament, uh, you know, just as far as getting things together with the people running it, with Nintendo, with the players, there were just a lot of miscommunications in terms of what people ended up wanting, and the players weren't happy with it. Uh, basically thought that it was, a, it was a fiasco other than just being able to hang out and play the games together, which is you know something that they could do anyway. Right. 
Um, so, so there was that. There were multiple situations where uh, turn tournaments um, were restricted or were uh, forced to have bad rule sets, thanks to Nintendo. And you know, another general theme throughout the Twit Longer was that uh, Hanukkah Jamboree felt that there was always this kind of uh, underlying message of Nintendo, like kind of wanting competitive stuff, yeah. but like kind of not really wanting competitive stuff. Like being worried that there would be, you know, if people viewed ARMS as just too competitive, that they wouldn't want to get in on it. <laughs> but at the same time, they had tournaments for it. And this kind of like tension just like never really was resolved all that well. Mm -hmm. On the, the launch tournament for it, or maybe it was even pre-launch, uh, they had the condition that like you had to play with the motion controls. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking at the time of somebody just watching, oh, you have to play with motion controls? Garbage, not doing it. And it comes out and later I realized, I didn't realize this because I didn't pay attention to it until Evo Japan. When I talked with some of the players there, you didn't need to do that stuff. Right. But that's, that was what the, that was what Nintendo wanted because it's how they wanted to show the game. And so that, did that actually help people buy or not buy the game? I feel like probably not. Uh, so anyway, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff that he had to say as well as far as Nintendo's role in the ARMS community. And nowadays, he feels like there's basically, it's not happening anymore, right? Like, it's just, they've never done a good job. They aren't doing things now. And, um, you know, it, this was a perspective that I just hadn't heard about, really. Right. Because, like we were saying earlier, we've often said things like, well, Nintendo's not supporting Smash. But, like, they have held tournaments for Splatoon. They have held stuff for ARMS. Why is there this disconnect? And maybe, actually, there wasn't that big a disconnect after all. And, and one other thing, too, is, uh, although someone did respond to this in the chat, a lot of people are saying in the chat, like, well, Nintendo, you know, they support Pokemon and do all this. Remember, Pokemon is run by the Pokemon company. They partner yeah. with Nintendo. They're a completely separate group, and they have a control over their IP. So though they partner with Nintendo on all the games and everything like that, the Pokemon company has the ability to run their own Pokemon tournaments and stuff, and so they can support Pokemon in a way that, you know, Nintendo does doesn't really have any control over a lot of so and that's why you see the pokin championships along with the pokemon card game mm -hmm. championships because that's the side of it that's not nintendo that's something right else. Mm -hmm. that's something else yeah yeah I mean, they say in the chat that nintendo owns 32 percent of the pokemon company but that's not 51 percent like which will yeah it's not majority share <laughs> Which I, I mean, I, I I said this before we went live that I felt like this was obvious mm. because we don't hear about Splatoon and we don't hear about you know any other competitive game arms etc. Uh, competitive, right. quote unquote, because Nintendo doesn't want them to be competitive. I feel I feel like it's very obvious that if they did, they would support these things. We would know about a Splatoon circuit. We would know about an arm circuit. They, they, did, it, they it, did do a Splatoon thing. It just, I don't think they're doing it. They did, anymore. but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't big, and then they never did it again. Yeah. So, you know, like, if CPT's first year was any indication on if Capcom was going to keep running Capcom Pro Tour, well, we probably wouldn't have Capcom Pro Tour anymore, right? <laughs> like, the first season of CPT is not successful as the last few have been. That's because they're building a product. Nintendo doesn't seem to be interested in building that product. And to me, that seems really obvious. I mean, I don't think I have to be plugged into ARMS to know that there's not a big ARMS competitive scene and to know that Nintendo's not helping one be ran. So 
It's too bad because those games definitely are competitive. James and I both played a ton of Splatoon. We were yeah. super into that game for quite Splatoon a while. Splatoon is super sick, man. Yeah, it's super. It's a super fun game. Yeah, a lot of really, really cool ideas in it. And there was a tour for it, a circuit. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. yeah, it just uh, I didn't. I I heard. I saw some tweets. I should say from people in the Splatoon community being like, "Yeah, like we have had a similar experience. It hasn't been positive for us either." I didn't see a big long expose of what happened in that. I would love to read more about that to know a little bit more from the in-depth perspective about what did occur. It's true. So but, if, uh, there, if, if anybody in the Splatoon community has more insight and gets and like, or you know somebody who does and would like to contact them and let them know that we're super interested, just- uh, Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, I think this is really important to point out and I, it's what we're trying to get at is as JDog2K4 says, I think the problem is less Nintendo isn't helping and more Nintendo is actively getting in the way. That's yes. definitely the point that we're trying to get across yeah. for sure. Uh, it's not just about them not like throwing money at something and being nice about it. It's them putting in weird rule sets, like with the the, the uh, arm stuff, putting in weird rules, making it so that players can't win money in tournaments. Uh, and that's even separate from, are they like supporting the scene? That's the opposite of supporting yeah, the scene. Yeah, they're, they're generally actively trying to shut things down. That's, that's the problem. It definitely sucks. Yeah, and that's the same kind of message that we talked about and have talked about many times when it comes to Nintendo and its relationship with Smash, where they seem to be just, uh, you know, for reasons that we talked about last week and have to basically speculate on, they are not cool with having this big competitive scene do what it needs to do during the pandemic to have online tournaments. Like, the, the yeah. only way for them to do it for Melee is to have something like Slippy. That's it. And they're not allowing it to happen. So, I mean, that is... It's more than a hindrance. There are concerns in the melee scene that Nintendo is killing melee. I mean, here, here's yeah. I mean, Z ZXC just in the in the chat says that Splatoon support in Japan is fairly strong, um, and so uh, they're still playing a lot over there. But again, that's kind of part and parcel of Nintendo probably just focusing more on their own region than you know really worried about the the global impact of everything so well the stuff that we're talking about including the arms including smash this is also definitely for the japanese community in fact again they didn't join the esports union that would have allowed the players to win money for winning evo right. japan i came to arms so this is I, I don't know what's happening with the splatoon scene in J japan i haven't kept up with it very well but um i would be surprised if there's something that significantly departs from the stuff that we're talking about here mm -hmm. right yeah, that would definitely be surprising. So one of the things, I will talk about it now, I guess. We were going to put it on game news, but that now in retrospect seems kind of silly. Uh, is that there is an update to Slippy as well that came out, was prompted by this, by the fact that last week Nintendo, you know, shut down the big house because they didn't want people to be using Slippy is what they were saying. And this update to Slippy, which again, just to be clear, if you aren't aware of it, is a program that allows you to play Melee online with it, rollback netcode. Uh, and it is an emulator, yeah. And and that, not just the, doing that, but it like offers all sorts of other stuff like stat tracking. It's really uh, a great little product. And what uh, Fizzy, the guy who works on it, added to it is that you can now broadcast to specific <laughs> viewers through Slippy itself. So if you'd like to run a tournament and have it be shown, you don't need to use Twitch. It doesn't need to be something that's like out there in the open. Now, obviously, this is a is a hindrance when it comes to getting viewers, right? That's but <laughs> and and maybe to getting advertising revenue. But still, 
if you're just in the melee and you just want to hang out and play melee and watch other people play melee, then you could do that on this, and it's going to be tougher for Nintendo to shut it down. I mean, they could just shut down Slippy probably, but uh, that would be could they? maybe. I we talked about. This they, I don't think they can. I don't. I don't think they actually can. Maybe like, uh, it's not developing and it's not putting out updates, but. The program's out there, man. You can't stop people from using it. I see it what you way. mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they can put a season desist and it's still just in the universe anyway. Yeah, it just exists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of like the, uh, the Mario sixty four on PC mod, not right. mod, but the the port. Right. They shut it down, but that file stopped that you can still get it and play yep. it. I mean, it, it's it's done with. I hear you. I hear you. But I do think that this is a really cool update. It's again a scene that is unfortunately plagued by this rights holder that is just not going to let the game live, not going to let the game thrive, has been a thorn in the side of many different people, as we talked about last week, and is uh, also apparently for ARMS as well. And uh, there's just not... You don't have a good legal way to get through that. You're stuck with this rights holder. And so instead, if you can go underground a little bit more, maybe that's one way to keep doing what you love. Yeah. Anyway, it sucks to have to deal with this stuff. Sure, sure. does. All right. Anything else to say on this topic? Nope. No, it's just unfortunate, and it's it's kind of same situation with the S and K stuff, right? If you're a Nintendo fan, it's it's rough out there, man. It's tough. Do you keep support? I mean, somebody in the chat even said that the that that PC port file for Mario uh, for Super Mario sixty four was the one that they used for three D All Stars or something like that, or really? Probably. I don't. Know I wouldn't if be that's surprised. Actually, true, but. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't know if oh, that's. Yeah. It would. It wouldn't be the first time that Nintendo has directly commu- or copied a ROM and sold it. Right. Really? Yeah. It, it, it would not be the first time. They got caught doing it with several games on the uh, wherever the store where you buy like old Super Nintendo games and such. They've taken ROM files oh. and put them there, and people just play them on their Switch or whatever. Oh, I did not know that. That's how they did yeah. that. Wow. That's yeah, they, they've straight up got caught doing that. So. <laughs> Would it be the first time? Oh, man. That's wild. Oh, did my volume go down for you guys, or am, am I okay right now? Uh, some people are saying that my volume went down or something like that. Here's what's important. Me and David can hear you. Screw everyone else watching. They don't matter at all. I mean, I, I very rarely have anything useful to say anyway. Uh, it's fine right now? Okay, okay. Let me... Let me lower David and Tubo just a little bit, just to so. Oh no! You guys have to ta- turn up your volumes a little bit so uh, to, to match everything. Anyways, okay. <sighs> let's move on. Let's go to the next one here. Let's go to the five-five matchup. Okay. We had three questions yes. this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how many we had. Here we go. Number one. What do you think about guest characters in fighting games? Do they have a place? Two. Should every next-gen fighting game still cost $70, when a lot of them only provide the bare minimum for content and other games have come out cheaper? Three. What aspects of in-person arcades would you like to see brought into fighting games? Would people play a fighting game that was free to download, but a quarter per play? Huh. Interesting. Okay. Let's check out the results. Wow, we have a Good old-fashioned two-way tie. Let's get to the first one first, I guess. <laughs> Number one, what do you think about guest characters in oh. fighting games? Do they have a place? That this is a 5-5 matchup discussion topic that 
I thought we would talk about anyway, but then when I thought of when I saw that it was in the uh, poll here, I assumed that it would be one of the winning ones and that we would just talk about it. So yeah, this yeah. is something that uh, came up over the week when it turned out that some top Tekken players did not were not happy that there is a set of guest characters in. <clears throat> Listen, Hellascrop man. Guest characters are here to stay. <laughs> they belong in games. They're the hypest part of a lot of fighting games. I love the guest characters in KI. I love the guest characters. I don't even play MK. Guest characters in MK are incredible. They're so fucking good. Guest characters in Tekken, geese, so cool. Okay. Why why would you why would you not want guest characters in fighting games? I don't get it. Can you explain the Hella Scrub Man joke? Yeah, yeah, sure. So Neen <laughs> was talking to um, the main man who was basically telling me to, to stop complaining. Some dude, whatever. Some Tekken guy. I don't know, man. He's he streams like, Tekken One of the biggest Tekken streamers, yeah. Listen, man. He, from what I understand about him, I don't know Tekken, obviously. Like, I'm not a big Tekken guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from what I understand, though, is he's mostly looked at as, like, a content creator only. He's not, he's never won any majors or anything like that. He's never placed high, which I'm sure he's probably a pretty strong player. I don't really know the guy. I'm not downing him. This is what I've, I've learned. Uh, but Ni, nee, who is one of the greatest players in Tekken of all time, told him he is a hella scrup. S-C-R-U-P-M-A-N. Not scrub. Scrup man. <laughs> it was genius. Uh, yeah, it was great. And um, kind of just let him have it. Like, look, man, you don't know what you're talking about. These guys, guest characters got to go. I think Ni nee is the hella scrup man. He needs to learn how to deal with Tekken characters that aren't traditional Tekken characters. Learn how to deal with Akuma. Learn how to deal with Geese. Learn how to deal with Negan. Wow. I just learned Wait, to play the game, man. Nee, like you're a professional player. Get good. Was Nee the Tuba one who said no scrub? To nee. Tuba wear, colon. Yeah. Nee, get good. Yeah, get good, scrub. Scrub man. Guest characters are dope, dude. I don't care. Guest characters are super dope. Give me more. I want a game full of guest characters. Matter of fact, my favorite fighting game, half the roster is fucking guest characters. Marvel versus Capcom is Capcom versus guest characters. Like, <laughs> I love that shit. That's true. I love that shit. Give me all the guest characters. By the way, and, I, I do. And in, in KI, you also play a guest character. I play Ratch. Yeah, I, I started playing because he was added. I, I, I like that stuff, man. I do agree with everybody, though, that when Tekken 8 comes out, the lowest rank online should be called Scrup Man. That I would think, be so sick. Like that would be dope. If that would Scrub be cool. Man was the lowest rank, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be so good. In fact, what if it? What if you started out like at Apprentice or whatever it is, and uh, then you, if you lose enough, you get sent down to Hella Scrub. That would be a cute little bonus. <laughs> uh, Easter egg. Uh, anyway, as as far as guest characters, what do you think, James? So the, the thing about it is, honestly, there's two ways to look at it, right? Obviously, one of the things that makes Tekken unique is that the guest characters aren't just guest characters. They're not a character put into the system of the game. They're characters trying to represent what they were in previous games. So it's not just like, hey, let's stick Akuma and Geese and Noctis into tech, and it's really Akuma and Geese that are kind of the problems right now. It's not just about putting them into the game. They put them into the game with all of their old mechanics, like cancels, and, you know, their, their lights can lead, their 10-frame lights can lead into bigger combos. They have meters, which doesn't have... They have these jump combos, which you've never had to deal with before. So, you know, obviously there's other games where when you put the guest character in there, they go into that world, right? Like, for example, uh, you can talk about, for example, KI. I mean, Rash 
he's just a KI character, right? So, like, he fits in with the game. That game is so eclectic anyway, anybody would fit yeah. in with that game. But when you put sure. when you put RoboCop into Mortal Kombat, you know, when you put Jason into Mortal Kombat, right, like, they still play like Mortal Kombat characters. In, in, in Soul Calibur, uh, what did they do with the character who came from... Uh, Haomaru. From, yeah, Haom yeah, Haomaru. What, what, is he like... A caliber character, or is he like a Sam show character? No, he's he has he, he's like heavy a, flash, and it does a lot of damage. He he's like a Sam show character. He has cancels. Nobody else has cancels in this game. They actually he gets he gets to do it like button into uppercut. You know, like n nobody else gets to do that. But you know, it, it works out because again, Soul Calibur is another one of those games where every character is like their own system. You know, so it, it's yeah, less intrusive. The thing about Tekken is Tekken is always comes from a very unique place that's very different than a lot of other fighting games. And that's one of the hardest things for the Tekken scene is they're all about tradition, right? Tekken is about, look, our game has not fundamentally changed that much. The same ideas have been pervasive throughout all the 20 years that Tekken has existed, you know, and so throwing these characters in here that really shake things up is very disruptive. You know, if you are someone who's used to what Tekken is about, it's hard for you to grasp that, hey, if I don't block this low, I can lose all of my life. Like, Akuma, literally, if you don't block a right low and he's close enough to you, you can lose your entire life bar, you know, and that's not something that they're used to in a lot of ways. And so uh, it's, it's, it is kind of, dis I mean, again, like I said, the Tekken scene is very unique. Um, but again, guest characters, I think are super valuable. I feel like they, they bring a lot more people into the game. I think it was a great way to bring street fighter players into the game by putting Akuma in there. For example, uh, mm -hmm. they add flair. I, I think street fighter five should have some guest characters. When Haumaru got announced for soul caliber six, I was like jumping up and down. I was like super excited. I was like, Oh my God. You know? So like, I, I think. That's fine. And for me, you know, characters that break the rules, someone saying in the chat, you know, rule breaker characters, I think are awesome. Like, I love it. Hi, Kitty. Hi. Hi. I love it when a character out there. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I love it when characters break rules. In fact, I like it when original characters that are designed for the game break the rule. You know, like that is always something that's really, really fun for me uh to have characters that break rules you know when alpha 2 came out and you know they made it so that only guy and gen had chain combos you know i thought that was really cool gen had the mode switching thing i thought that was super cool you know i like that kind of thing it's one of the things that i love about alpha 3 so much is that they really tried a lot of weird things with characters so um i like that kind of thing and and again the only thing that, you know, to defend the people complaining about it is that Tekken is unique. Tekken is a different kind of scene. It's a different kind of uh, history that I feel like a lot of other games don't have. And it's easy to be like, adjust, scrub. But, you know, Tekken, like I said, is like just this. It, it is a microcosm. It is a series where this is how you've always done Electric Wing God Fist. And this is nah, how it should always be. Right. You know, nah, get good. Like that, that's such a stupid excuse. It's always been this way. So, get and good, we used to me. fucking ride horses to and from places. Now we have cars. Like things change. <laughs> Feel the is, times, guys. You know that is a very apt analogy. Feel the times, guys. <laughs> things change. Get good, All right. friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, I'm just saying, man. Like, I, I like them. I'm, I mean, I basically agree with James for the most part, and I guess Tubbo as well. I really like some guest characters, and even beyond that, I really like games that have characters that are extremely diverse and weird. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the things that ties some of the games that I like the most together is that they just have a ton of like weird variety in them. Um, and it's, for example, like a big part of why I played Blaze Blue for a while. It's part of why I like Undernight, Marvel. Undernight, like KI. Undernight and, and Birth. And, yeah, Undernight, Injustice, MK. Like these are games that have a ton of different mm -hmm. variety weirdos in them. Even SF5, my problem with the game on launch was that it didn't have this and now it does and that's a big part of why i've ended up really liking it so i that's something that i love and i'm un, i understand i'm sure that there are many people who don't feel that way people who would prefer to have some kind of uniformity that doesn't mean that you want every character to play the same but not as much disparity as not as much weirdness in there i'm sure there are people who are down with that sounds like maybe knees on that team uh, but i personally subjectively prefer a lot of weird stuff in there and and i don't go out of my way to pick guest characters when they come in it's just not i'm not picking a character because it's the guest character but for whatever you reason, MK? for whatever reason <laughs> right now i'm playing baraka in mortal kombat but i'm also playing robocop terminator and rambo i don't know how <laughs> that happened but i've ended up in a situation where i'm playing three movie characters for whatever well, I don't you're know. just a very big fan of 80s action movies yeah all. dude me well, and ed boone i feel like it's also because that they're a little the original mortal kombat 11 cast really honestly was short on zoners and i feel like robocop terminator and rambo kind of have more of the trap zonery kind of mentality that the the initial cast didn't have i think i think that's that's certainly true for RoboCop and Rambo. Terminator is uh, is probably not the best example of that, okay. but but one thing that is that is true is that many of the MK characters when they came into MK11. I mean, there are certainly some significant differences. Some of them play really differently than before, but most of them are like pretty Mortal Kombat-y. Mm -hmm. And then when they play as guest characters, they oftentimes do extra kind of weird stuff. That was the case with Alien in uh mkx yeah. had some weird stuff in there for example and i feel like that's that may be part of why i've ended up playing these guest characters that maybe they just feel free to like invent whatever and they come <laughs> up with with new interesting stuff that i i really yeah. appreciate but, um anyway i'm not opposed to get to guest characters i'm not specifically in favor of them i obviously have ended up playing a lot of guest characters but for me uh, you know again subjectively i prefer having a big variety in the cast People are are more interested in playing, you know, a game that has some kind of uniformity in there. They don't want the new weird stuff. Uh, that's fine. I get it. I get it. it. But at the same time, I do think it's true that guest characters... I, I expect this is true, is that guest characters will bring in more people than they will mm -hmm. keep out, right? That there Maybe there are some people who are like, ew, a character from Final Fantasy? This means I'm not going to buy Tekken because I don't like the disruption <laughs> Whereas I, there's a lot of people who are like, ooh, a character from Final right. Fantasy, time to buy Tekken. Yeah, right? but right. I mean, like Shay says in the chat, right? Nobody complains about Noctis and Negan because they just made right. them Tekken characters. They don't have regular jumps and lows that lead to big damage. And they don't sit there and have extra meters that do all sorts of crazy things. They were characters that were brought in and turned into Tekken characters, mm. which, like I said, is that difference, right? Akuma and right. Geese okay. were brought in and like nobody has jumps combos and and someone even said that some of these jumps can even make them make over jump over high hits 
right? Like high attacks. Like sometimes you can jump high enough that you make it over there and they're like, what the hell? This shouldn't even be allowed kind of thing. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those situations where I think most people are just complaining because they are systematically disruptive, like system mechanically disruptive. Yeah. But uh, well, I should, I should say as well that when it comes to Mortal Kombat, there are lots of people who actually don't like their being guest characters. That's a frequent thing that I see on Twitter and Reddit and so forth. Mm -hmm. Whenever there's somebody new announced like Rambo, there were people out there who thought it was weird, like Brock, right? You thought it was weird. But yeah, I still think it's weird. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people who are like mad that it's not a Mortal Kombat character, that they want to see who even knows at this point. Kintaro, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know that many Mortal Kombat characters from the 3D games because I pieced out of all of them. <laughs> but there's people who are asking for whatever bum who was in one game in a 3D universe that I don't, I've never heard of. Right. They're really committed to that, though. I mean, there really are super hardcore character-specific fans in Mortal Kombat. They call their character fans communities. There's a Melina community, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Which is not how you talk about games in other... Uh, characters in other games you say like i'm a honda player i'm in the honda discord whatever you don't say i'm part of the honda community it's just not really the same i, I think it was different back on srk when they had the character forums because i always called myself being part of the cami community <laughs> okay maybe this is something bigger but it, it, it me is a big thing it's in bigger than you david you don't get it all right <laughs> i don't get these it. character <laughs> communities they're they're deep in the FGC Illuminati. Okay. okay, maybe I don't get it. Someone mentioned but it, it, this. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is that there are people in Mortal Kombat who also do oppose there being guest yeah. characters there as well. Some people, <laughs> someone mentioned this in the chat earlier, and it's one of the biggest holes in my fighting game experience, no, lifetime experience. But I have never gotten a chance to try Link in Soul Calibur. And like that, oh, oh God, I, I almost want to just download the emulator, the GameCube emulator, just so I can try it. Because when I first heard about Link in Soul Calibur, I thought that was the coolest idea. <laughs> I was you, super yeah. excited. I was so for that back in the day. Yeah. You was cool, so you're not wrong. Yeah. Like I played, I played with, uh, with Link. Yoda was in there. <laughs> Yoda was in four, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but you know. and Yoda was on the Xbox version. Darth Vader was on. Yeah, Vader was on. Are you sure it wasn't the, the PlayStation? Star uh, maybe I'm actually. The... I think they ended up putting both on both at the end of the day. Okay, yeah, I think they I think about, about yeah. And wasn't Star Killer also one of them too? Like on the Star Killer was the character. Yeah, yeah. Kratos and yeah, there's characters all over the place, man. For sure, guest characters sure. aren't going anywhere. Get good. <laughs> yeah, Yoda was so small. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Mm. That was very funny. Anyway, guest characters in games, they're definitely not going anywhere. Uh, I, I would suggest that Nii already has gotten good, but <laughs> but also maybe deal with it. I just, yeah, that's what I'm, that, I mean, that's obviously what I mean by get good. Obviously, Nii is one of the best players ever of all time, period. No, but like, you're come calling on, them like, out. You're trying if, to if, if you're If you're that good, then why are you complaining about characters that are not broken. They are not Bubba broken. Where calls out knee. First to yeah. Bubbleware versus knee. Post it on Event Hubs where you have Velociraptor. I want a whole article about it. <coughs> oh my god. All right. What do we got for the next one here? Number two, the tie as well. Okay, is so are, we gonna, are we going to do both then? Or how are we going to do this? Yeah, right? Uh, well, wait. What are, what are the other two options? Because one of them was real dumb. I mean, there were two. No offense to the person that asked it. 
Okay. Yeah. Bro, I, I, too I late think, now. I, You've already. I was gonna tackle the the pay quarter per play one because nobody on earth is gonna do that. Nobody. Nobody wants an arcade experience at home. Okay. Well, that's, that's not the actually, point of the arcade experience. That was the tie. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I know that was one of them. What aspects of in-person arcades would you like to see brought into fighting games? Would people play a fighting game that was free to download but a quarter per play? No, no one would do no that. No one ever. There's no way in hell. I'm not doing it. No way. I mean, Imagine charging me 25 cents every time I go into a match. That's the dumbest business model I've ever heard in my life. It only works in arcades. And that's only because arcades are special. As soon as you can buy those fighting games and bring them home, people stop playing them as much in arcade. You know why? Because you don't want to put a quarter into a machine every time you play a game. What about a mobile game, buddy? Say, there you are, trying to build a factory. And you, sure, you could wait until tomorrow for your factory to be completed. But <laughs> you could also spend a little of the cash, and your factory will be completed right away, allowing you to do other things immediately thereafter. People yeah, do that's... that every single day. Correct, and that, but it's that. not a competitive game. Nobody's doing that in a competitive game. And and, and not and, and if it isn't a competitive game, they can still compete without playing. They don't have to pay, pay any, or they can still compete without paying. They don't have to pay money to compete. They might get stomped on by the pay-to-win players, but they don't have to do that. That's why this doesn't work for a fighting game. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have pay-to-win fighting games. You can't do it. You can't. It doesn't work. But that's not pay it, to it, win. It's, that's it's pay stupid. to play. This would never work. It's pay to play. <laughs> right, and that's why it's even dumber. That's why it's even dumber. You're not paying to win. You're paying just to get the experience. It, just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at home. Like I don't care if it's free to play. I don't care if you paid sixty bucks for the game. But no, look, it, it, here's it, the it, thing. It work. Here's the thing. It could work if they designed it right, and that you could win lots of free tokens or whatever like that. Or if you beat somebody, you can win some of their tokens. Like they could come up with a way to make it work. I don't think that's a good idea anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do something like that. Sounds awful. Uh, they could definitely have a system to do that. There was a mobile game. It was a Capcom arcade thing that you got free tokens every day and then it, to play the games that were on there, like Ghost and Goblins or whatever like that. And that definitely didn't work uh, as it was because um, I think nobody actually went into the system because you could pay a quarter to play the game if you wanted to, I think it was, or something like that. Um, but... Uh, it could work, but the question really is, you know, what aspects of the arcade would you like to see in fighting games at home? You know, and the pay-to-play thing was an example. Uh, the aspect of fighting games that I would like to see the most at home, I don't think is possible. I, I just don't think is possible. The smell. Which is the smell. The smell. Which is the very sweaty room full of other humans. I can't eat the bean burrito like Mike Watson did before the tournament. Oh. Hold it in until the actual tournament and then let it out during a clutch moment of a tournament. You know, like these Oof. are real strategies that we No, no, no. But what if you paid a quarter and his smell of vision came out of your PlayStation 5 controller? Releasing a sense right when your opponent's doing a combo. Come on, man, this could work, right? What if what if they figure out a way to make the haptic feedback in the new controller like you could stick a little thing up your nose and it like figures out a way to like jiggle your nose receptors in such a way that you can get the bean burrito? Yeah, I honestly, man, if, if that's like a thing that happens, then I'm I'm gonna be sniffing those bean burritos. That'd be some amazing I, dude, technology. Absolutely. That would be incredible. Absolutely. All right, look, I will be what I was going it. to say is <laughs> 
what I was actually going to say was the uh, social aspect of the arcade, right? It's just the, sure. the, the whole thing of that's the power of the arcade. Uh, that is honestly 100% the biggest, strongest part about the arcade experience, what made it so good, which was what made people so strong despite not having YouTube, internet, and all this stuff like that, was that afterwards at Denny's, you guys would all just sit there and talk about all the shit that happened in the game and everything like that. Like, you could set up, I mean, that's kind of what the lobbies are for, but the lobbies, you know, you fill them with random people. You could do private lobbies and stuff like that, but it's just, it's not the same, because after everyone's done, they're like, all right, we'll see you later, whatever, peace out, bye. And really, honestly, that is the arcade experience that we cannot replicate at home. I mean, do we want to make it so that randomly some of the buttons don't work? You know, randomly you can't find down back? (laughs) You know, like, no, of course not, but... uh, you know, the pay to play kind of thing, obviously. I mean, like, if you want to design a way so that you can create a lobby so that, you know, it is kind of like you're putting up tokens and stuff like that, and then you have a set number of tokens just for a lobby, just for a fun thing, like to make someone run out of quote money and then they have to, like, you know, like just hit a button to get more credits or something. I don't know, like something dumb like that to, to mimic the arcade feel, but. You know, obviously, that's all just aesthetic. It shouldn't actually be a thing where you have to pay 25 cents to play. Just a thing to make it kind of replicate that feel. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things about the casual Soul Calibur stuff that I do is that I put the token queue up there and I right. actually have people throw the tokens in there. I have the queue cool. I have the queue listed on the side with all the players listed there. And someone in my stream one time very logically was like, well, if you have the queue there with everybody's name, what do you need the token holder for? And I was like, because it's cool. <laughs> and that was the only reason is just to yeah, mimic that cool. feel. And and that's it. And, 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 you know, people who come and play in there, they love it. It's, it's super fun to see the line. Like you walk up and you, you join the chat and you're like, oh my God, there's six tokens in the queue. You know, like, oh, now I got to wait in my turn. And there's just yeah, this right. kind of neat feeling that goes along with it. And I, and I think that's a valuable yeah. experience that a lot of people don't have right now. But, yeah, but like I said, man, arcades are special. Yeah. That's, that's it. You can't, there's nothing you could do to make at home play feel like arcade play. Yeah. Like it, it just, it just, it can't happen. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe when VR is accessible to everybody, when we mm-hmm. all have it, mm-hmm. maybe you could play in VR and then you sit down in VR and you and you have your little stick in front of you and you look to your right and your buddy's playing there in VR in front of a <laughs> cabinet that then is actually playing whatever you know what? the fighting game is. Honestly, Guilty Gear did that really well. But I, I mean like but, it's but different yeah, it's if you're not seeing your little sprite yeah, 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 or if it's uh, like yeah, you there. But I think I, that could be cool. I mean, it's just there's look, the arcade was great in many ways. It's also not ideal to have the scarcity that the arcade had, right? Mm-hmm. That is to say, you only had a couple cabs of whatever game. Maybe you had one of whatever mm-hmm. game, and so you had to wait your turn. You don't need that online. You could have, in this th- scenario of a VR situation, there could be 100 people sitting in your same seat, right? You just don't know it. You're not right. yeah, 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 yeah. being shown that. And so you can all be playing at the same time. But I do, I do think that's kind of a cool idea. I would also say, look, being in discords is similar. It's not going to be as good as actually hanging out in person, mm-hmm. going to Denny's afterward. But nevertheless, like when I play with some people, uh, my friends who I play Street Fighter with, for example, 
um, Debonis and so forth. Like when when he plays, he wants to get into Discord and play. And like when I've played with Tubbo a couple times, we do we do that. Uh, James and I, you and I have done that. I, I like that. That's something that's good. That's not. I don't want to do that when it comes to ranked play. Like right. I yeah, of course. Do not want to hear from whoever I'm playing against. Absolutely, Dude, that... I will mute. I will <laughs> mute for sure every single time my entire TV to not hear you talk to uh, that mr but, aquaman clip that he just retweeted with where he shimmied somebody into the to the to the nether realms or whatever was it aquaman who posted that where like someone in mortal kombat shimmied and as soon as he killed you just all of a sudden just out of nowhere here ah, run back run back like like he just got super mad like that was a beautiful clip by the way that sometimes was- when i'm streaming myself playing mortal kombat I have the game muted into my own ears. I can't hear it anymore. Uh-huh. And then people will be like, wow, this player is talking a lot of trash. And I don't even know. So I'm, it's funny to me because then I have to ask the chat, like, whoa, what are they saying? Like, what, like what's, what are they talking <laughs> trash on? And I don't get any of the personal, like, I'm mad about this feeling of being talked trash to because I can't hear it. But the chat's <laughs> telling me about it and it sounds hilarious and they're having a good time watching it. That's great. So for me, that's like the ideal. Anyway, I'm not listening to people on Combat League or whatever. Definitely not. But as far as <laughs> just having a Discord get together, I think that's great, yeah. and and it can give you a bit of that experience of like really talking about the matches and having a little breakdown afterward and having a little hangout afterward yeah. as well. Even the Among Us streams that you know they do when you all get to yell at each other during the the meetings and stuff like that are are pretty fun. That's like that's that is the entertaining. That's like the best part of the game. Yeah, that's, is, is that's that, the game. It's that's, that is the game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's that's what makes it cool is that Discord has allowed to make it so that people can do that, right? As opposed to chatting in the te- with text yeah. in there. So definitely, shout outs to Discord for inventing. Uh, voiceover internet exactly. protocol. Exactly. <laughs> Genius. Definitely hasn't been around since the 90s. Nope. Nope. Genius. <laughs> All right. That's uh, it. Did you want to do the third one? There's only three. Yeah, let's just do the third one. What the heck? Let's just do All it. right. It's tied. Number two. It's tied, right? Well, this part's actually not tied, but whatever. <laughs> Number two. Should every next-gen fighting game still cost $70 when a lot of them only provide the bare minimum for content and other games have come out cheaper? Yeah. Yeah, Um, like whatever it costs them to make the video game in a way that allows them to pay the people making it a livable wage and that doesn't force them to grind overly hard. Yeah, for sure. I I disagree, David. I think next-gen fighting games should all be free to play. And I've talked about this about 55 times on the show. I I think the free-to-play model... Yeah, no, no. Come on, man. These companies have been charging too little for video games for the past... 15 years probably right like that's why dlc and season passes became a thing that people paid for Mm -hmm. uh they they needed to make up that cost (laughs) it's not like these companies want to keep working on the same game for four years they need to make up the cost man um yeah but yeah no i i think fighting games should be free to play i i think ki did it perfectly i think if you want to pay you know your 30 bucks for the season or whatever cool um, but I, I think potentially that means the companies can make even more money than just charging 70 bucks outright. And then maybe like 30 for a season pass and then the game is done. Um, like what happened with MDCI. I think if that game would have been free to play, more people would have given it a shot. More people would have played the game and maybe they would have made more money. So I, I think free to play is the way you should be going for fighting games. Um, but if not, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to 
be a free-to-play company or whatever the case is, then yeah, absolutely, 70 bucks, and then whatever you're charging for DLC, man, get paid. Like, these, these game companies have been charging way too little for video games for far too long. Yep, they should get paid. It's product. <laughs> Now, it's not the case, as some people are saying in the chat, that, like, I just want to pay them $70 so that, like, the CEO of CD Projekt Red or whatever can get $300 million, whatever absurd number he's worth, and the people working there get bupkis. No, I don't want that. I phrased it specifically, like, pay that, charge enough money to be able to pay the people a living wage and to make it so that they don't have right. to do horrible crunch. That's what, I, that's what I want. Does that always happen? No. Some game companies are full of jerks. But that's what I want to happen. Yeah. In any case, I understand that development costs have gone up a lot, and I hope that part of that's wages. You Look, know, I... it's not always, but I, I hope that it is. Right. And yeah, for uh, sure. and and yeah, yeah, for sure. Pay. Uh... Yeah, I think that they should charge whatever amount. I paid eight, I paid eighty five dollars plus tax for Chrono Trigger in nineteen ninety five. Okay. Look. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> is that is that eighty five dollars? <laughs> 95 money? Yes, 95 yes. money. I probably paid well over 100 bucks. $85 for Chrono Trigger <laughs> and I think like 70 some dollars for Final Fantasy 3. Back when I remember Donkey Kong Country was close to 80 bucks too. All, all three of them. Yeah. So, like, yeah, games games at one point were expensive and dude, like I think when PlayStation came out mm -hmm, is when mm -hmm. the cost of games dropped because it went from cartridge to disc. Yeah. Uh, so they were able to produce the games for cheaper amounts of money. So Nintendo that I ever knew that. was always able to charge their games for $50 and everybody else was $60 because Nintendo had yep. an extra licensing fee that every company had to have to pay for the unlocking thing to let it work on their consoles. And then, there of course, go. just to buy all the chips, which Nintendo <laughs> basically kind of had the monopoly on. Like, you had to buy the chips from them or something to make the games or something to that degree. So they kind of controlled the price point. So, yeah. Nintendo games were 60 bucks, 70 bucks. <laughs> Super Nintendo games got to 70. Fantasy Star 3, Fantasy Star 4, I believe was 89.99 or something like that for the Genesis. It all changed when it went to the to the PlayStation because now it was discs and you just burned discs and it was very yep. e the, the, way, the, way cheaper. The hardware was not a part of the cost anymore, so it dropped at that point. And then it's mm. just kind of stayed around 50 to 60 dollars since then. And yeah. that, it's been many, many years. I mean, yeah, that, it's been a quarter century. In fact, it's long overdue. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want the. It's it's like with the arcade where we were just talking about. Would you pay twenty five cents? Twenty five cents is almost nothing in twenty twenty. I mean, honestly <laughs> speaking, like it's really. But we have that price point in our minds because in nineteen eighty, it cost twenty five cents mm -hmm. to pay, maybe five right. cents. But a lot of games are twenty five cents. <clears throat> That's. <clears throat> 35 years, 40 years of inflation, and the meaning of that amount of money, 25 cents, is totally right. different now than it used and, to be. And, and, and yet if, we still have this idea, just just in the same way that the $60 price point from 25 years ago is still here, and yet there's been inflation, and it's more expensive to create stuff. It's just a different story. Yeah, and, and honestly, even if we talk about fighting games... I wasn't paying 25 cents when a brand new fighting game came out. That was 50 cents to start, 50 cents to continue. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. true for, for new games, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They eventually yeah. became 50 cents to start and 25 cents to continue to kind of spur people to keep challenging so that yeah. the continue would never actually run out. 
Uh, yeah, which was always a genius method to do it. And I used to argue with my arcade manager at UCLA. I was like, change it to 50 and 25. You'll make more money off of the car. Uh, anyways, that's a whole nother story. You were right. But um, honestly, like paying $70 for a game is something that I did in 1995, dude. Like, And someone said that uh, $80 in 1995 is like $140 now. To, to, yeah, to Dubudomo had the actual inflation costs. Yeah. So, it was inflation adjusted. Nineteen ninety-five, eighty-five dollars is in twenty twenty one hundred and forty-five dollars. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because it's just what you're established. It's what your brain gets used to. If you look at an iPhone game and you're like, "This costs five dollars," I won't pay five dollars for an iPhone game, right? Like, because it just like Correct. it sounds weird, but like sometimes you can yeah. get a game that's like super high quality. Uh, but one thing I do want to echo what someone else in this chat said, though, is that free-to-play model is dangerous, right? Because if you, like, let's say Tubo gets what he wants and everybody is making fighting games for free-to-play. SNK Heroines comes out. Boy, oh boy, did they just lose a crap ton of money, <laughs> you know? And it, you could cripple a whole studio that way, you know, at least with the way that it was. Not a lot of people bought it, but at least the people who did, did spend $60 on the game, you know what I mean? So you have to come Yeah, but up that, can also, that can also leave the company in a bad place in the future, right? Right. So say say you're, you're new to fighting games, you go, SNK Heroines, I'll start there. And they buy that game and like, this game sucks. I'm never buying a game from SNK ever again. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that definitely happens too. So I mean, double-edged sword, I guess. The other thing too is that fighting games are one of the roughest ones in terms of what you can do for DLC, or at least they just haven't figured it out. So far, it's costumes, right? You need to start adding like crazier things like, you know, Ryu throws a beach ball instead of a fireball, mm. you know, like uh, you, you create... You can buy certain wind poses that you I know, guess they they do have that. Minot actually does have other stuff, right? She, ha but they're all come with a costume. Like the, it, things should be more customizable. And then when you play on your end, you should have the option to turn all that off. Like I just want to see Ryu looking normal, but on their game they can see it or something like that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, just just make all that stuff client side or whatever. Right, yeah. but the thing about it is, once they fighting games figure out that model, then the free to play model becomes realistic because whales exist. Right, the whole entire free to play model is based off of whales. I have played Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I have spent thirty dollars on it total of my own money. A lot of it is other through people donating, like, hey, James, here's donate to pull, you know, and I'll be like, okay, sure, and I'll do that. But outside of that, I've been playing that game for like five years now, and I've spent $30 <laughs> on that game, right? Like, that has given me at least like $500 worth of gaming time and, and enjoyment factor. And But sure. there's people out there who are just like, I need this weapon. Pull, 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 you know, and, and, and that's just what it comes down to is you, the free to play model is based off of the whale model. And if fighting games don't have enough items to be purchased by a whale, then it's not going to succeed. So that's kind of the key right there for fighting games is that in order to establish the free to play model, they have to come up with a way to have enough money for people to spend on it to make them money. Well, there are, I do know like, so Street Fighter five isn't free to play. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are, I know people that are Street Fighter five whales that don't even compete. 
They don't even enter tournaments, but they have every single costume yeah. and every single stage. Like, Street Fighter Five is not the biggest game on earth, but it still has those. Yeah. So, yeah. in my mind, if you if you create a good product and you put it out there free to play, people are there's whales are it's going to happen. Yeah. People are going to spend a lot of money. So, yeah. even if fighting games don't have, say, the audience of a League of Legends. I think it's still completely sustainable if you make a good game. Like at the end of the day, your game can't suck. Like it doesn't matter if it's free to play <laughs> yeah. or yeah. or if yeah. it's seventy bucks. Like if your game sucks, nobody's gonna play it, man. Right. You well, have to make a good game regardless. The other part of this question was actually I think kind of related to that, in which the person says, uh, let me get the text here. Should every next gen fighting game still cost seventy dollars when a lot of them only provide the bare minimum for content? and other games have come out cheaper. So I just don't really see what this person means, I guess. Only I, provide I think the bare I, minimum I, for content. No, no, I know exactly what they mean. If yeah. you look at, say, like, a Samurai Showdown. Samurai Showdown had the weakest story mode ever, had, like, an arcade mode, uh, survival mode, and training mode, and then you can play online. Like, it's I mean, bare again, minimum. Like you were just saying, I think we should be talking about good games here. <laughs> Got him! Got him! Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I yeah, that like was fighting, coming, games, fighting games are generally <laughs> bare bone. Yeah. Like, a lot of fighting. Like, when Street Fighter V came out, no story mode, no arcade mode. Tekken yeah, 7. Like, Tekken you 7. fight against people. Like, yeah, like those type of things. Yeah, I mean, again, Street Fighter V was, was a bad probably going to be free to play, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Hey, look, Tekken 7 came out, was a, was a quality game at that point, but there was no tutorials. Yeah. There was no frame data in there. You know, a lot of things that people are mad at. Yeah, all, all that stuff does need to be included. But, I mean, I, I think that that comes along, yeah, like David said, making good games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like... I, I, I feel like you can't make a good fighting game. You need to make a good video game. Yeah, totally. You need to make a, you need to make a solid video game. So that means high-quality UI. That means tutorials. That means extensive training mode. That means a story mode. That means arcade mode. Everything needs to be included if you're going to charge 70 bucks. But or so, if not, you know, okay, charge 30, charge 40. That's okay, fine. Okay, okay. Like, but again, this is a little bit tricky here, right? Because... You know, all putting all that stuff into a fighting game doesn't necessarily sell the fighting game. Good netcode, yes. Correct. But putting all that stuff in there because people have often pointed out that games like Overwatch, like League of Legends, don't really have super extensive training modes and, and like and like crazy tutorials and stuff like that either. I don't know if that's the case right now. I'm just repeating what people have told me. Again, if that's not true and now suddenly they have the most amazing tutorials, well, sure. League of Legends is free. League of Legends is completely free to play. Yeah. And Overwatch doesn't you learn that stuff on the fly real quick. Well, it's you're just yeah. really what it is is that as you're playing with a team, they either are your tutorial. Your, <laughs> yeah, I mean really, like either your decisions aren't as impactful as if it were just you. Right. Obviously it's relevant, right. but like not as impactful. So if you screw up, you can still win, it's possible. Yeah. Or you're playing with friends who are basically your tutorial. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just not really available. I mean, fighting games, you can't you can't just be like, well, League doesn't do this. League has a billion players. I don't know right. what it is. A hundred million? Like, <laughs> and, it's obviously and it, and it's free. ridiculous. And we can learn some lessons. Like, yeah, maybe free-to-play is good. But other lessons of, like, you can succeed without having a training mode are just not 
Right. It's not a good idea for us. And that's the hardest thing games. about fighting games is that because they're not team format, you don't get that. And again, there's that social aspect I'm talking about that you're yep. missing in fighting games. Like I said, back in the arcade, your friend would be like, do you realize that you jump like every single or you have an anti-air? This right. guy's jumping like 17 times. And you're like, what are you talking about? And then you're like, holy crap, I never anti-air. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that arcade <clears throat> kind of helped cover that part that social experience and right now the online experience which is why sometimes i argue that i think learning fighting games now is harder than ever because you don't have somebody to talk to you about those kind of things and uh no amount of free to play or whatever is going to give you that unless we can figure out a way to create more of a social environment i mean I, like i said nrs has done some cool things because they created clans street fighter 5 has tried the dojo thing you know, there's attempts to do these kind of things, but I almost feel like they're too big. Like you need to create clans of like five people that, you know, when, what, like, like, let's say this way, like if you have a clan, you'll get a notification that someone from your clan is playing online. You can go and spectate their matches and automatically join them in a lobby. And if your clan people are spectating your matches, you gain more fight money. You know what I mean? Or something like that. And then that just kind of promotes people hanging out. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing they need to introduce into fighting games. And it's not like some 50-man clan thing. Like make a 10-man clan, make a 5-man clan kind of thing so it can be your group of friends. So it's not like, it doesn't feel like you're just this one name in this giant thing, you know? Like I think that's really cool. I think that would, and yeah, they need to build it into the game. You, ha you need to build it into the game, I think, to do that. So. Yeah, I think bottom line is make a good video game and charge whatever you want or don't, but make a good right. video game. Yeah, it's true. I hear that. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, I killed the game game topics because we got all of that already. <laughs> yes, yeah, so. we already done did it. <laughs> so on the results. Was there any tournaments this week? Yeah, actually, yes. there were a few tournaments this week. Actually. There were... Ooh. For example, the Soul Calibur Online Challenge EU West, which is where, for example, we found out that Wong's going to be in the game. Yeah. Uh, did you watch this, James? Uh, I watched the beginning part of it, but it was, I mean, it was during optimal James hours, which was like, you know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Uh, yeah. I watched the beginning of it, but I did end up falling asleep before before it finished, so I didn't Oh, see right. It. Europe is usually optimal David hours, not James hours. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I did watch part of it. I watched the beginning okay. of it. It was a... Uh, you know, Kayane was doing a commentary, which she said the first time in English, which was actually kind of interesting. Oh, wow. Even apologized for her French accent. And you can imagine everyone in the chats were like, God, we love the French accent. Yeah, so, come on. Yeah. <laughs> She's cool. I was yeah. like hanging out with Kayane. Yeah. Um, it was won by Oplan Skill with Mitsurugi. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. First place is 500 bucks. Nice work. Yeah. There was also the... Blink All-Star Challenge. This was a Street Fighter yeah. Five event that had uh, the Blink folks behind it, which is the Dominican Republic, and they have such sick production values. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, the, the art that they have for it, each player, it was an invitational, each player had their own, like, art mock-up in it, and yeah, uh, it was, they were super cool looking, and just the general, like, layout and they, they, all the little stream graphics were just super cool they drew they drew fudo so tall <laughs> <laughs> they, he does look a little tall in the way that they posed him yeah for those of us who have met fudo in real life 
<laughs> they drew Fudo yeah. really tall. <laughs> not a, not a tall guy. He's there a giant of a players. man. A giant, absolutely. However, not in this tournament itself, where he got seventh place. This was won by Daigo, Beast Daigo with Guile. A uh, total of five thousand dollars up for grabs. So I think this is really cool that the Dominican scene is branching out. I mean, again, I love the art and stuff they do, but they just have a really dynamic scene there. And they're trying to get their name more out there. Now the Japanese players know. I mean, I'm sure they already knew about the, the DR players, obviously. But, you know, this organizing group is out there more, is doing more stuff. And I think that's really great. It's a really, really cool thing for them. Yeah. And, so. and shout outs to Daigo. I mean, honestly, like, here's this player who, you know, has been dominant his whole entire life. And this year feels like might be his strongest year. And one of the reasons is because he's playing in the environment constantly. He's playing right. in the online environment constantly and he's playing the game constantly. He's training himself with all these reactions to, I mean, we saw it in some of the matches might not have been in this event, but like fighting a you see a start the V skill and he flash kicks it on reaction because he just yeah. sits there for hours training against a doing all these crazy things like that. It's, it's, it's absolutely wild. So I mean, the- and he clearly like really enjoys it now. Like I've watched his stream sometimes and he's just like, having a fun time yeah especially his honda like his he's having a blast playing honda like it's really fun to watch. that's because you know he knows how ridiculous it is it's not even a secret he knows how dumb it is yeah he's like oh i do this and then i do this and then i do this and then i wait and they do something dumb and i laugh at it yep yep it's a pretty good watch for sure uh all right there was also the coliseum this was mortal Kombat, put on by mr aquaman destroyer also commentating which was cool Scar won it, and I believe it was Pira got second place. This was all customs. So customs have now been out in competitive play for two weeks. So we've had a little bit of a view into what some of the people are doing in terms of, like, which variations they're picking and stuff. And some people are out there just doing tournament mode still, just like the basic ones are still out there for sure. In fact, that's what the dude who got second place was doing in some cases. He just went to, like, default Cassie, like the variation one Mm -hmm. had been in the game since the start Cassie. And then other people are out there like making weird combinations of stuff. And it's really interesting little set of, uh, you know, are you aware even of like what all these moves do yet? Or have you ever seen a combination of like two tournament variations into one kind of now? That's happening a lot as well. Did I see right that Scar? Did I see right that Scar was using Kong Lao? He was playing Kong Lao. He was, yeah. And he he had (laughs) the custom variation move where he like, sets out a hat and it just kind of like hangs out on the screen for a while um, that you can like kind of play around and do some kind of, it, it adds both to zoning and just like space control and also pressure options. It's kind of kind of nifty. So he was doing stuff with that. But other than that, yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. Now, has any right. character you feel like uh, starting, is there any character loadout that's starting to like maybe poke its head out over the high. Maybe this was stronger than anyone anticipated, and this is super good. I mean, certainly a lot of them are saying are like clearly super good, but I don't know that I could pick one that like okay. really stands out in my mind. That first um, Kano is real dumb now. Kano's super sick now. He's yeah. so good and cool. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I was just investigating it earlier today and found some extra cool stuff people in the chat were telling me about. I, I, maybe maybe Jackie Jackie beforehand was some people thought was the best character many people thought was the best character and the thing that was so good about her the leap you can combine with her 
like goop damage over time projectiles mm. from another variation. And this combination is really common right now. I'm seeing it all over online and in tournaments that I watch. And it seems really good. But again, I don't know that this is like stronger than other stuff because there's a lot of really good things happening. We'll okay. see. It's going to take a while to figure that stuff out. All right, let's move on to the last part here, which is upcoming events, upcoming stuff. This week is the E-League Unlocked Games, Oops, which is the first live gaming showcase highlighting women game developers and women-led teams. Dope. So this is this is cool. Yeah, I'm definitely down for this. This is tomorrow, Wednesday, December 2nd at 6 p.m. Uh, I just realized I didn't write down whether that was Pacific time or if... Ooh. 6 p.m. Pacific time, yes. Okay. 6 p.m. Okay. Pacific time. That's tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be showing off some games. They're going to be showing off some teams playing stuff. Check that out. I think that's definitely something to uh, pay attention to. That'll be on twitch.tv slash e-league TV. Wasn't it something that the, that the games that they're playing were all developed by women as well or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it's from, yeah, yeah. from okay. game developers. Oh, okay. Women okay, game okay. developers. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, man. Cool. And then also, this is the beginning. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about... how. We just take this off the list. The Mortal Kombat Pro Competition was announced, and we just completely didn't mention it at all until right now. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, we put it. I, I mean, thought it was in no. the upcoming stuff section. Oh, upcoming okay. stuff, David. Jeez. Uh, okay. Good. All right. Hey, let's do it then. Let's talk about it right now. <laughs> I thought we had that somewhere else. Uh, okay. Okay. Shout outs to me. So, the Mortal Kombat Pro Competition was announced, which is big. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure that this was going to happen. Just because it's you know all on the internet, uh, there wasn't one for the last you know while. Uh, the last uh, what was it? The finals were in March because mm -hmm. that was the week, the weekend that everything began blowing up basically in the United States was that same weekend. They ended up canceling yep. the in-person part of it for the fans and and many of the players who had come there. Uh, yeah, you know, this just was. I was mad about it at the time. In retrospect, I was being a baby about it. It was just the beginning of things, and I wasn't ready for it yet. Um, you know, it was a weird time. But anyway, there hasn't been an official pro competition stuff since then. It's back now. It will. It has been announced. So there is a total of $60,000 in the prize pool. Uh, they have three main regions, North America, Latin America, and the Intercontinental, which is comprised of Europe, Oceania, and the Middle East. So there's like kind of five regions, if you think about it. And each of these is split up into a bunch of further smaller regions. So, for example... The North American one is North America East and West. And then Intercontinental, even Europe has the different regions in Europe. And Latin America is like part of Latin America plus Mexico. And then Brazil is separate. So there's just a bunch of different like little regions in here. And each one of them has its own set of events. So I, I did the math on this. And there's like 70 plus total events in oh, this. Because each little region okay. has its own series, basically, into its own regional finals and then it you know funnels up like this so it there's a lot of stuff happening for mk this year in a ton of the different parts of the world and that's great i'm really happy about that it's on playstation it's uh sponsored by playstation specifically on ps4 i should say right so, so if you're trying to, to play this baby on ps5 that's a negative right. oh bucko. stay free hmm. i mean is this is this officially put on by playstation or is this put on by NetherRealm Studios? Who, who's yeah. putting this Well, on? I don't think it's either... I don't think it's put on by either one of those, uh, but it is sponsored, certainly, by PlayStation. I mean, it's... So, so who's organizing this, then? What's the company that's... Or is I mean, this... I imagine it's Intersport. Intersport okay, has this, done... This... What I'm saying is this what? is the official... This is the official, like, NRS... Yeah, it's official, dude. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Got it, got it. 
Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, custom variations. Yes, that will be in there. Also, Wi-Fi is dead. Yeah, you got to be yeah, wired man, only, baby. <laughs> got him. Got him. I I do feel bad for people that like live in apartment complexes where. The only internet available is Wi-Fi, but also I hear you. That's such a low percentage of people like get wrecked. Stay free. It definitely go to, go to your friend's but... house and compete if you want. Dude. Well, not right now. Don't go to your friend's house now. But in, <laughs> in the future, when we're all vaccinated, go to your friend's uh, house and compete. Man. Okay, there you go. There you go. And they actually have merch. There's merch there if you'd like to check it out. It's Amazon.com/slash Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I mean, check it out. You know, there's I, I like I like the designs of like the North American League, the Intercontinental Combat League. I just like the MK like logo. I think it looks cool. I gotta tell you though, some of these other shirts where it's just like here's a picture of Scorpion and like it says esports on it or whatever. <laughs> I, I, look, know. most of that stuff is not good. Look, that's that part's. In Check the, it out. I mean, I'm not. Telling yeah, you I mean, if you guys it. like it, cool. In the, Definitely. In the, but yeah, I, I I wasn't feeling the t-shirt designs either, man. Look, obviously, you know, when it comes to Wi-Fi, yeah, some minorities don't have the ability to control their Wi-Fi. But if you're talking about Mortal Kombat competition, minorities shouldn't be playing that game anyway. <laughs> right? Wait, what? What minority? What are you talking about here? No, I'm super confused. Someone about in the chat, here. you know, because we were talking about how Wi-Fi. If you live in an apartment, you can't control or whatever like that. Someone's like, "Well, screw minorities, right?" Like, you know, oh, they're talking about ethnic, not not yeah, minors. Yeah, not yeah minors. what are you talking about? Sorry, Nita, I was thinking of age. Rewind that whole thing. I was thinking Dave. of age. On a whole I was subject, thinking of man. age. Sorry, sorry, I got my words confused. Sorry. Oh, we think of minors. Yeah, I was thinking of minors. That's what it was. Not minors, minorities. Minorities. Jesus. Oh God. Okay, that's my bad. Oh, that's my bad. I totally got wow. that. I up. was like, well, that was my last day on Ultra 10. I'll see you later. That's the last sorry, day Ultra 10. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. That was my bad. I was thinking of minors. Never mind. Yeah, minors. Minors. Big difference there. Big, big difference. <laughs> so I guess my cat distracted me. All right. Sorry. Never mind. All right. Words are hard, man. You guys can keep going. <sighs> you guys can keep going. I'm... <laughs> I'm yep. be yep. fired by Riot here at this point in yep. time, so, you know. All right. Well, James is hiding under the table, which is... I can't part. blame him. That yeah. was just... Oof. Sometimes you have brain farts, and then sometimes yeah. you have giant sloppy brain diarrhea. Just, yeah, just <laughs> gross, just on nasty. You. All right. Well, I'm okay. going to be honest, man. I have to pee so, so, so oh, bad. Okay. Yeah, you should get out of here. That was the last yeah. thing I wanted to bring up. I'm really excited for this. $60,000 is really cool. A lot of the players are really excited about it. I'm going to be doing commentary on part of it as well. Huzzah! I'm not sure if I should right, have done that. i talking fast. Maybe well, I broke this news before I should have. Way to go. This, <laughs> it begins this weekend when there's going to be... Oh, you just leave, Tilbo. It's fine, buddy. I, uh, Liga Latina begins oh, yeah. this weekend. Later. All right. Bye, guys. Are we still alive? The birds are playing. Okay, I want everybody to know that Tubbleware made a real weird noise as he exited. Like, <laughs> he was like really straining as he exited the chat. I can hear it. <laughs>